All right, hey, what's going on? Black and Yellow is back. Back to back. Well, not really. Yeah, not back. really. We're just back. We're back, <laughs> back to back as in this is in the same year as the last one that we did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's been a little bit, but it's, at least it was shorter than last time. Yeah, you can time. just picture we're posing back to back in a power pose. Yeah, wearing cross colors. Yeah, so yeah, be, back to back. Dope. Yeah. There we go. This huge throwback. <laughs> um, so yeah, what's been up, man? How, how you been? How you been? I've been... Uh... I've been okay. I've been crazy busy, um, but which is normal for me. But I've been, I have a, I started a production company with some people, so I've been having some extra. Yeah, close to the mic, man. Is it broken? Oh, sorry. No. Is it, oh, does it stay up? What happened here? It always okay, stays there we up, go, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I've been, I've been good and also stressed. I, you know, I've started having some anxiety recently, which was really. Uh, that shit sucks, man. man. It does. I woke up. I was having a dream where I was having a hard time, like, trying to avoid talk about something or talking about something. I forgot. And then I woke up and I had that like anxious feeling in my chest. Yeah. You know? and I couldn't get rid of it, man. I tried listening to some meditation music and it was just making me more anxious. And then uh, my girl just like literally gave me like a full body body back rub and oh, that's great. massage and then yeah. I passed out but but I've been having that problem recently in the past couple of weeks where I just like wake up and I'm like then I got like too much I feel like I need to do have you been working out lately? just a little pull ups here and there yeah you gotta do more than that push ups yeah. yeah I know like I, I uh, that's the only way to break my brain out of that cycle. yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that's for a lot of people I think especially probably men I, I can't speak for females but I know for for most men um it's difficult when you're not working out and you're stressed over these things. Like, so our human bodies aren't really designed to have these, this kind of stress. Like we're used to stress from like animals trying to eat us or something like that or going to war or something mm, like yeah. that. That's what we're designed for. Not like stressing over a fucking deadline or some shit like that. And it's the constant um, how your attention is broken up because of technology and just the way society works. So yeah, I'm constantly shifting between phone calls or listening to information I need to learn stuff or thinking deeply about shit. I don't know. It's just crazy, man. I, I'm, I can't keep track of the days because I'm just like every yeah. day blends into each other because I don't ever really reset, you know? Yeah, it takes some time for you, man. Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, I, when I came back from Iraq, I had a fucking panic attack. And shit I was, bet. And she was crazy. It's like got to be way more than what I have. But it is crazy because you think you're gonna have a heart attack, or oh, a yeah. stroke, or die, and you yeah. could actually. Some people do, but yeah. um, panic attacks are definitely, I think, a symptom of um, not managing yourself or taking care of your your emotions and, yeah. and stuff like that. You know, so I got a lot of stress on my shoulders just because I've got so much responsibility. But um, I don't know. I just gotta stay more conscious and and work harder at figuring out how to fix it you know yeah yeah i know for me it was uh i kept putting things in a box mm. and i would just put the box in the back of my mind and be yeah. like all right I just, i'll set it there and i'll i'll get to it when i can well eventually that box became full all right you know what i mean it's just <laughs> yeah. like you have to start addressing shit. yeah yeah That's and your, your your body will, will let you know like your body breaks down over stresses what is it there's like an actual is it cortisol or there's there's a fucking chemical that your, your brain releases that it's like a physical response mm, to stress. Right. So, and then working out is a good way to, to lower those levels. I think oh, really? I think it's cortisol, some shit like that. I think, I, well, first of all, I need to make some money, but 
as soon as I have some more disposable income, I want to definitely do yeah. some BJJ because I think I need to get my ass kicked. Yeah, that definitely helps. And um, I need to, I need to, because the gym, I'm just not getting enough satisfaction. I need to activate my competitive side too because yeah. that'll help me um, stay focused on why I'm doing it, you know? Well, yeah, that, that's why I like doing jujitsu and that's why I stopped like lift because i used to be like bodybuilder shape mm. i used to go to the gym all the time and just lift all the fucking weights right <laughs> and then my guts blew up and uh i was out i couldn't work out for about two years and then after that like on the third year um i think it was like two and a half years and then i found jujitsu mm. and then i figured out i was still pretty strong but it was like none of that strength really helped me it's all about like i had to think my way through things and then like just like the the competition part of somebody trying to kill you and you're trying to kill them, you know, there's like something about that that goes to like the hits the primal part of your brain. Yeah. Where it's like wh- even if you lose, you still get that satisfaction. Yeah, it still feels good. I, yeah. And I I'm a pretty decent non-trained wrestler. Like yeah. I uh, I like wrestling. I guess that's I've always been better at that than other stuff. And yeah. uh, uh, I would love to get my ass kicked and see if I can learn and just like you yeah. know. Well, that's guaranteed. Like everybody that starts doing jujitsu, they all get their ass kicked. Doesn't matter who the fuck you are. I want to. <laughs> I want to pick a certain. I want to see if I could become a champion in something in my life. Oh, you can definitely be a champion in jujitsu. So, could I? Is there a? Is there like a special, um, weight class and like classification where it's like, almost middle age. Yes. Asian. Well, not Asian geeks. But yeah, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I'll dominate that. Yeah. I think I think I can go in there and, well, the, and win. <laughs> well, the, the guy who beat me in the tournament I just did, uh-huh. he was an Asian guy. Oh, really? But mm. it was like he was good. Same weight class? Yeah, yeah. Same mm. weight, age and weight class. Okay, got it. Well, the thing that messed me up though, so I was doing good until like I so I have a I had an injury to my shin and I mm. thought it went away, but then I was doing a takedown and I hit the same exact spot on my shin. And you realize and, it didn't go away. Yeah, yeah, it was a it so basically hurt. yeah, I had a hematoma and a uh, a bone bruise. I, oh. I thought it thought I might have fractured, but I saw a doctor the other day and he said it was just hematoma and bone bruise, but it hurt really fucking bad. Yeah. And that pretty much threw you off enough. Th- to yeah, lose. <laughs> and he, he capitalized beautifully. Yeah. He didn't submit me, but I mean, the guy he, he got me on like a lot of points. So did he know that you were hurt? Oh no, he didn't know at all. Yeah. Like I, I'm pretty sure nobody knew until like I got up and then I started limping and I was just yeah. like, well, my shit's fucked, yeah. you know. So and then I was gonna do the what's called the open weight class, which is where um, everybody that's in your age group mm-hmm. is just any way can go and you just compete for like who's the best at that age oh group. really yeah i was gonna do that but my shin was already swelling up and i was mm-hmm. just like I, I can't if somebody touches it i'm fucking done so so you have to go through a gauntlet style where you just fight your way to the last yeah round? It's, it's like and it's all in, in one, one day. day yeah yeah that's, <laughs> that's pretty serious so yeah. you have to pace yourself even through the rounds right or through the matches right uh yes Yes, especially depends on how big your division is. So yeah. my, in my division, it was like three matches to gold, right? So I, I did three matches and I lost the, the, last, the last match. One, yeah. um, and then if you want to do the open weight class, you know, it's however many that'll be. So, but for me though, I was like three matches. Um, that's fine. I, I know how to pace myself, but I really didn't need to because I was in uh, ketosis at the time. So you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, and I didn't, uh, and I was already fasting, so I didn't even eat that most of that day. Like I, oh, really? I fasted for. Almost 24 hours, you know, while I was doing that match. So, and I felt fucking great. Like, I never felt tired. You know, I was barely even sweating after the first match. Second match went quick. Can, you saw can that you, one, When so. you're wrestling, can you just, like, whisper weird shit to the dude? You can, but you probably shouldn't. 
I mean, actually, the, the ref would probably he might DQ you if you talk. What talk if shit. What if you just did it like Deadpool style, where you just nonstop stream of like <laughs> nonsense, where yeah. it's not even affecting you because you're not even listening to yourself, yeah, and you just keep hammering them with jokes about like babies jacking you off. <laughs> <and shit like laughs> that. I think the ref would say something, but yeah, but every just now, whispered it. But when I'm rolling with like friends, like I'll talk some shit. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, so That's like they'll funny. like they'll know when they get in a position. I'm like, oh, you don't fucked up. You know what's coming. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would be a really annoying. I would I would use every trick in my book to throw somebody off their game. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would I would just whisper stuff to them like, "You look a lot prettier when you're sleeping." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some some guys. I mean, they they, they talk. You know, during training. Nah, but yeah, I, I, actually, yeah. I probably wouldn't do much because I don't want to talk and then get my ass kicked. That's the worst. Well, yeah. you, that's the thing though is that you got if you're like a if you're new, you're a white belt. Every white belt gets their ass kicked. Yeah. So. so might as well talk shit. Yeah, I mean, you can if you want. It's, it's funny, but you're, you're going to get submitted. It's just, I don't know. I see guys come in, even guys that are bigger than me or the wrestlers or whatever. If they're new, it's just like they're getting fucked up. You know what I mean? So and that's just that's just the way it's going to be. Would it be considered sexual harassment if you, like, while you were clinched up, you just, like, gently, like, stroke their neck and arms and that's all bad you shouldn't do that yeah somebody will get mad yeah yeah <laughs> somebody will get real mad because <laughs> you never know if somebody's homophobic and then all of a sudden you, you're you're grappling match turns into an mma match yeah. you know what i mean and you're not yeah, prepared they just start punching you with yeah. the face. <laughs> I, yeah you know i've seen some guys get really pissed where they're almost you know almost uh, came to blows yeah yeah almost came to blows but yeah. usually those guys don't come back like at, at my gym uh they're not made for the sport in that case yeah no because they're usually people that go like you go and you're probably going to lose and you only have there's two choices you can make you can either leave and pretend it didn't happen or you can accept that it did happen you want to learn mm. like how they did it yeah. so and i've seen like so many people just start and never come back or even people that were like higher belts i've seen blue belts purple belts come into our gym and never come back because they just got their ass kicked by like a white or blue belt you know <laughs> and it's just like still, like our the, the gym i go to they're they're fucking hard, you yeah. know? I mean, they're, they're nice guys and all, but, like, every single person there is, like, legit, mm. you know? And if you're not, I mean, it, it weeds... You get washed out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just the way it and is. And that's like, in Fremont, though. It's in Newark. It's right next to Fremont, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's right on the Stevenson. Um, I always wanted to do, like, boxing and just do weird shit. Like, I would, like... Go in the ring and I would do like a helicopter and just spin around. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then, or, like... Do like a barrel roll and then like do a roll into an uppercut. You can do that, dude. Yeah, I would probably do... probably get kicked on the way up though. Yeah, I would still try to do the most random shit. Like I would take it to the max to the point where they think it's a joke, mm-hmm. but then they're actually getting punched in the face. You know, I've seen actually. I saw in real life like this. It was this older guy too. He basically won via magic. Oh, yeah? like he was doing some like crazy fucking. I was just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And then he knocked the guy out. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I was just like, holy shit! It was like, oh, this guy must have been at least forty five years old. And he fucked this he dude probably, up. So that's what I'm saying. He had the same thought as me. He had to pull out every trick. Yeah, yeah. That was Asian too. Maybe you know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we're just uh, weird and squirrely. No, but I, I don't know. I, w- I do want to do the BJJ because I think um, it's it's part of my destiny, man. I gotta I gotta go in there and see what it's really like. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's great for like. Uh, how how do I put it in a in a decent way, like. You're constantly learning. Like, if somebody told you that they learned all they need to know about jiu-jitsu and they stopped, they're a fucking moron. Mm. Because there's, like, you're constantly learning something new or refining what you already know. You know what I mean? So it's, like, it's a never-ending journey. I think that's what's really good for people is that you're always learning. And you're never going to stop learning. So, you know, like, in your most people's normal jobs, 
like you learn a skill and then eventually you hit to that point to where you can basically coast, right? Mm. That's basically where I'm with my job right now. I'm just mm. kind of coasting. Mm-hmm. But you can't really coast in jujitsu. Like mm-hmm. you have to keep getting better. If you start coasting, you start getting worse. Yeah, and then the person you're gonna seem worse because the people that you came up with, you're plateauing, right? And they're gonna keep getting better. So you're, mm. it's gonna seem like you're getting worse. Mm. And and if you ever stop, that's the worst. I've seen people that that they stop and leave for like a month and then come back and they're getting their they get fucked up and they get really mad because they don't understand that not only do you do their skills diminish. Mm-hmm. But everybody that kept going, they're getting better. So it makes that discrepancy way bigger, you know. So mm. that's why I never really stopped going. Even when I'm injured, like when I had my wrist surgery, I rolled with one fucking one arm, dude. I just put a splint on and just put my uh, my hand in my belt and just roll with one arm mm-hmm. <laughs> for like two, three months. I didn't give a fuck. So they go a little easier on you in that situation? Nope. <laughs> I asked them not to. Uh, yeah. Some some guys wanted to do one handed with me, but uh-huh. other guys they used both their hands. I, I didn't give a shit. I got I got submitted, but I also submitted a bunch of guys. It actually helped me get a lot better because it was my my right, I'm right handed mm. and helped me get better with my my left side. So interesting. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I'll let you know when that day comes. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll be waiting, man. I'll be getting better. So just <laughs> yeah. the longer you wait, the worse it's gonna be. <laughs> I think it's gonna be pretty bad no matter what. <laughs> no, I, I don't go hard on, on on you guys usually. So, actually, if you're a white belt, I'm not. I'm not going. You're not really going against me. I just, yeah, I'm, I just want to go somewhere where. Uh, well, no, no, we'll, we'll definitely roll. Oh, yeah? I'm just okay. not gonna go 100. Like I it's see. it's not fair. Just no. I'm not saying that like uh, at that point I'm just a rag doll that you're just practicing moves on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I'm not saying that to be like. Uh, I guess conceded or whatever, but it's just the way it is. Like, if yeah. I go 100%, like, you don't learn no, I shit. I, don't I would say shit, the same yeah. thing to a kindergartner. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, you can try as hard as you want, whatever you want to do, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tone it down a little bit because I can really hurt you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll nice. be like Kramer kicking kids in the face in the freaking Kung Fu. Uh, <laughs> is that happening? I, I never watched the sign for that oh, much. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hilarious episode. Was it? Yeah. I, I, I only watched a couple episodes. This wasn't, wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. But people love it. Just like Friends. I never liked Friends. Really? I never got I it. I liked that growing up. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm a cheesy motherfucker. Uh, uh, my, my girlfriend loves Friends, though. Like, she's all about it. She's like, yeah, let's watch it. It's like, there's you a black like, girl in it. I'm like, I know who it is you're talking about, but she's only in like a couple episodes. What? Yeah, that's only, that doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. Like, she wasn't like part of the main cast. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's I, Aisha fact, Tyler, I right? She's hot as fuck. What are you talking about? Aisha Tyler, right? I think that's who it was. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the show, so I don't. Either way, I was watching. Uh, wasn't fr- uh, what was that spinoff from the Cosby Show? A different World. Mm. That was a great show. I never watched it. Never watched that show. Mm-hmm. It was mostly a black show. So, what channel was that on? I wasn't uh, actually allowed to watch much TV growing up. Oh really? Yeah, I only watched uh, The Simpsons and uh, Friends. That's kind of funny. You didn't watch a lot of TV, but you're like a director. So yeah, well, that's what happens when. Your dad brings home a bunch of movies to watch, and you've been deprived of TV. Oh, so you watch mainly movies, not TV. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So. What was your favorite TV? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, not your favorite movie. Like growing up, like what inspired you to become a director? Uh, El Mariachi. That's a great movie, man. Yeah, that was a great movie. Was Robert made Rodriguez, for seven thousand. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. the Cinderella story back in the day, so he really inspired me. Um, but I guess favorite movies would be like Ninja Turtles. Okay, like the original one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a good movie, too. I remember, yeah. <laughs> this is a funny story about Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I think it was Ninja Turtles 2. Came out, I was a kid, obviously. And uh, I got done watching the movie, and I came out, and I tried to do a fucking somersault over, like, the uh, <laughs> like the, the line, you know, like yeah. the, what do they call them, the barriers? 
and I fucking just fucked that shit up. <laughs> like I fell over and fucking <laughs> knocked shit over. It's like a dork. That's like, hilarious, whatever, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I guess some animated movies, Lion King, um, Aladdin. That's when I was really young, though. I guess when I got a little older. Best of the best. You ever seen Best of the Best? Yeah, yeah. That was when they went to uh, not Korea. was it Korea? It was Korea. Yeah, yeah. I watched that one. There's a couple of those movies. I remember there was this Korean exchange kid that was also my age that was staying at my house at the time, and we we're watching Best of the Best together, and we started getting hell of into it because he was like super cheering on the Korean side, yeah. and I was super cheering on the American side. You know? <laughs> and the Americans won at the end, and I was like, nah, 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 nah. and then he like screamed and threw my lego castle or something and and, <laughs> and then i like ran into his room and chased after him and beat him up and then uh, wow and i felt really bad after and then i was like wait a second why am i cheering so hard for the u.s like shouldn't i be like a little bit more for the korean side oh, you're indoctrinated bro. and that's when i realized i'm i'm an americanized <laughs> korean because yeah, i yeah. was like genuinely happy that they won you know i was like yeah go motherfuckers <laughs> i mean looking back on like our uh our school system, like, you get indoctrinated, right? Like, in the morning, you have to say it's the Pledge of true. Allegiance. It's like, why the fuck do you have to say it every goddamn day? Yeah, like, and that's really why people weird. point out only the Nazis did that as well. Yeah, well, and the Russians did too, right? Because okay. our our our, um, our school system is based on the Prussian system, mm. and it was to make factory workers. It wasn't to make, like, intellectuals or fucking right. anything like that. It's all for factory workers. That That's why right now... I read people are dumb. Yeah, well, it's not even just that. Like, I think it was Jordan Peterson who said this. Uh, only 1% of people in the U.S. have a career. Ooh. Everybody else has jobs. Yeah. That's because that's what our school system is designed to do. Right. Even if you go to college. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, unless you're going to college, you'll be like a doctor or some shit like that or some like legit shit. Other than that, you're just getting a, job, a fucking job. Actually. Yeah. It, you know what? Well, I, no, yeah. I mean, being a doctor is like, it's a career. Yeah, but somebody else is writing your check though. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's still a career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like True. It's, it's not like a... It's not like just a disposable job that's yes. so easily replaced. Yeah, like somebody I, has to go through a decade plus of training to get to be able to replace you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I have a career, right? And I was like, but most people I know have jobs. Mm. You know, like they're yeah. not, they're nowhere near like the pinnacle of you know knowledge even at their job, and that's why they're stuck in a job. Right, and that's why they hate on a lot of people and don't do shit for themselves. Yeah, and they don't even realize that they've been like indoctrinated into like this square thing yeah when there might be a circle or a fucking triangle i think more and more people are starting to realize that i think like the kids of the the children that our generation produces will be very conscious about that i hope but they're also they're getting kind of fucked right so i don't know if i mentioned it on this podcast i don't think i did but basically i feel bad for millennials because our generation is fucking them over and nobody wants to admit it, but I'll fucking admit it. Like we're we're literally fucking them over. What what, what I mean mean by that is, is it's, that it's really a culmination of the past two generations fucking them over. Yes, and it's because we're we're stealing their jobs. Yeah, like and it's in like a really gross way. You know, <laughs> like they're missing out on their jobs that should be giving them uh, beginner skills. Right, and they're trying to jump that because there are no jobs there. And like, what do you do? You know, I mean, if if you have somebody that's like forty five years old so working at McDonald's. They've basically stolen a job that a kid should be doing. Mm. And and that's why I think that um, there's been like this whole big uh, push for a higher minimum wage. Yeah. It's, it's not coming from kids. Kids don't give a shit about that. 
It's because the adult's like, I can't live on this shit. Exactly, but you're not supposed to. You know, mm. it, it's supposed to be there. The, the starter wage. Yeah, and it's and it's for because your employer is taking a slight hit by training you mm-hmm. these skills, and right. then you take those skills and move on to the next job. But, right. But that's you don't need to train like a 45 year old. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you should know how to do basic skills. So that that's why they shouldn't be having these kinds of jobs. And I just I just feel really bad because it wasn't like that when I was a kid. You know, like we have jobs were relatively plentiful. It's easier for me to get a job when I got out. Well, when I was in high school. You know. True. And 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 the whole school debt thing and and uh... well, they're getting lied to about the school debt thing. Like they're pushing people to go to college to take on all this debt when you don't even need to go to fucking college unless you're going to be like certain career fields. There is no need to go to college, Not especially with the internet. Trust me, that's changing, man. I see, I see education is changing. Um, things will change, so I really believe in the next generation or two, it's going to be a totally different ballgame. Because also, what's going to happen is. Uh, especially in in like tech and things like that it's kind of like art in the sense that like your degree doesn't mean shit it's just like literally what can you produce yeah and it's what is your skill like your real skill level and what value are you adding to the company and if that's the case they won't even care if you didn't even go to high school if you're like some maestro with code you know especially when you can easily like (laughs) uh show them what right. you can do so that's that's what i'm saying yeah. so since you know and i see this in video production kids teaching themselves all sorts of stuff that i don't know how to do you know like that they learned on youtube and oh they, yeah they put the time in and i learned a shitload yeah. you know it's like when i when we were growing up with the internet we had much less educational stuff available yeah. as organized as it is now and it's just getting more and more organized and crowdsourced you know uh so well when we were growing up there were there were uh, knowledge gatekeepers of course. And those have been eliminated now. Exactly. You know. They're like completely gone. And so. Uh, but they're still pushing. That, that's the weird thing is that our society is still pushing to go through the gatekeepers for this knowledge that is easily available on the internet. I think it's going to die pretty soon though. Because dude, there's like so many young millionaires now and stuff. So even. From like YouTube and shit. Yeah. yeah. And not just that, but just even kids learning e-commerce and yeah. marketing. And you know, I'm always studying that now and I'm learning from fucking kids and I'm like, I'm just going to learn from them because they know what they're doing you know like and uh they got a hustle now you know yeah and and they're the ones who are have the time and luxury to test out all this shit right yeah like effective techniques and stuff so so i don't know i'm very optimistic about that i think education is going to be totally decentralized and also democratized in the sense that just whoever educates the best is going to win you know well that can only happen if the government takes a step back Right, and I don't think they're gonna do that. So it's easily. already happening, though. Well, it's happening, but they still like try. If you have a kid right now, you don't, you don't oh, really have I a see. choice. You still yeah. have to go through the system. I mean, I I think for our generation and maybe the next one, you still got to go through the system to a certain extent. Yeah, but you you it's gonna be really competitive in the sense that they have to get that extracurricular training. You have to have like a training system on top of that bullshit. That you're teaching them other essential skills that they're going to need in life, you know? Like, nobody yeah. teaches people how to manage their money. Or, um, yeah, or critical thinking, which is critical important, Critical thinking, too. which yeah. is, like, probably the most important thing. Critical thinking, creative thinking, practical uh, skills for managing your life. Like, yeah. nobody teaches that shit. And it's going to be, you know, just more and more essential to learn it. So, I think, well, you I, know. And I think another problem right now is that um, our society has been kind of like enticed by this idea of putting people on teams and they're they're trying to convince people of things that aren't necessarily true 
like this whole uh, 1% thing. Like they keep saying like the 1% and they own like now they own 40% of all the world's wealth. But that doesn't fucking matter. Like there's no cap. Like they're, they're pretending that on this planet there is a finite amount of money. Mm. And that because of that, if they own 40% of it, there's no possible way you can get into that. But that's totally not true. It's totally not true. Like, no, there's more money flowing than there ever has been. Yeah. And honestly, there's more ways to get rich than there ever has been. And anybody who complains is just like narrow-minded and scared and ignorant. And, you know, the way I look at it is like, dude, if a fucking 20-year-old can make 200 grand in one month learning some basic shit, you know, e-commerce skills and marketing skills and stuff, you know, uh, really, it just means that you can't do it because you haven't tried or you yeah. can't grasp it <laughs> yeah you yeah. know what i mean uh, people have a hard time letting go of their uh it's really the frameworks yeah. yeah it's their own failures and it's their frameworks for how reality is supposed to work yeah like because the internet like reality is like really whatever you define it as like you can really make whatever you want out of yourself if you're smart enough um and you know tough enough but i think most people are also pussies yeah. For lack of a better word. They're no, it's, it's true. You, thin-skinned you know. and weak-willed and lazy. And, uh, you know, the human brain is incredible of so many things. But a lot of people didn't get the right situation or up, upbringing to, got, to be successful. They were given bad code from birth. Yeah, exactly. Basically. That's yeah. true. That's a very <laughs> stacked thing. And then from there, it's like they have to, first of all, have an awakening where they realize that there's something more that they can do. Yeah. And then they got to fight through all that programming to, like, reach their potential. I mean, that's something, you know, I've been going through my whole life is just always trying to wake up to the next level of what could ha- be, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. So, I don't know. I think, fuck it. Yeah, and people need to stop, like, paying attention to, the, like, this bullshit news, you know, like... There's all this news about, like, this is just an example. I don't want to pick on this particular subject in general, but it's just only because it's going to fit what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, is that you're hearing all these things about saying that there's, like, no women in, in STEM fields, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, almost every woman that says that, if you ask them what their job is, it's not in the STEM field. You know what I mean? And it's like, if, if you're going to complain right. about it, you are literally part of the problem. Right. Now, now if, you had, if your story was you tried to get in the STEM field and you were met with, you know some kind of sexism or something like that, then you would have, like, a point. But almost n- none of them even wanted to get into the STEM field. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that, that was, just wasn't what they wanted to do. It's like, like, look, you can't really complain about something that you were never interested in to begin with. You know what I mean? If, if your major in college is some bullshit major and then you're complaining about not getting paid, well, guess what? Women's, women's study is not going to get you paid. Right. If it makes you happy, that's Liberal great. arts is not going to get yeah. you paid. <laughs> yeah. If it makes you happy, that's perfectly fine, but it's not going to get you paid. So let's not complain about you know how much you're getting paid when you're in a field that traditionally doesn't pay a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, everybody complains even if they're in or not in it. But I think uh, pretty soon it, we're going to get to the age of no excuses, yeah. which is like whether you're a man or a woman, it really doesn't fucking matter. Like you can do whatever you want. So shut the fuck up and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's different things stacked against different people. Clearly, like, a black lesbian entrepreneur is going to have a harder time getting in some of the meetings than some, you know, Ivy League good-looking preppy white guy or whatever. Yeah. However, 
that also doesn't preclude you from going on the internet and exactly. making money or making your idea big. Like you literally don't need any of the gatekeepers if you really believe in what you're doing and if you're smart enough. So I think we're getting quickly to the age of no fucks to give, which means that anybody who complains, people are just like, oh, I got no fucks for you. Yeah. You know, like go complain to somebody else, you know? Well, but, I mean, you're, <laughs> I, I, that's true, but we're already seeing like almost like a, a counterculture to to that because we should it should be like that right but then you have a bunch of back patterns and yeah like safe spaces and shit like that and like it's like dude like all those people that are in college right now that are like complaining about colleges doing this this and that it's like look we're in a free country if you don't like the college that you're going to just fucking leave Mm -hmm, like just go to a different this is why i never really understood um unions like Mm -hmm. demanding that your employer changes to fit your needs fuck that just go to somewhere else that suits your needs you know what I mean? That, well, but hold on. The history of unions was very important. Yeah, the history, for, but not. But know. today, for me, they're not. They're not real valid. You know, mm-hmm. it's. But I'm also looking through a certain. It depends on the industry. It, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I'm looking through a certain set of glasses, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like in the IT industry, there's people talk about unionizing. I'm like, no, unionizing unionizing the IT industry would be the worst fucking thing possible. Yeah, the IT industry is way too big. It needs way too much flexibility for a union. And we're like, it doesn't and, even make sense. And we're all like, <laughs> we're all way too smart. To not, because we all negotiate shit on our own. Like, if we don't like any job that we want, we already know that we can go anywhere else and get paid more. True. And that's that's the reason why, generally speaking, if you're good in IT, you get paid a decent amount of money. Yeah, no, I agree. Unions should protect people who really are like those replaceable cogs, like like uh, miners and factory workers and stuff like that. Those are so few nowadays, though. You know, yeah, it's like when. Uh, Trump was or President Trump he's still our fucking president he, he, when he wants to say you know we're bringing coal jobs back but it's like motherfucker we don't need coal jobs <laughs> like there's there's why the fuck are you trying to it's like it's like saying we're gonna bring back obsidian fucking arrowheads instead of bullets <laughs> it's like dude like we don't need coal at all like it doesn't really power that much shit anymore mm. um, you don't need it's, it's not even gonna bring in that many people because most of the coal jobs are ran by fucking machines you know what I mean but people don't understand that like old people and shit it's like this isn't the old days we're not, we're not, we're not looking for gold, like panhandling and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think, uh, not panhandling, but you know what I mean, right? The shaking the fucking yeah, rocks. Panning, panning for gold. Yeah. yeah um, panning. I think, uh, I'm, you know, I just look at all the changes in the world. And I'm like, oh fuck. Well, either way, rich are getting richer and it's because people are still dumb as fuck. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like Warren Buffett. And Charlie Munger say that they wouldn't be so rich if not for the stupidity of stupidity of so many people. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, <laughs> all those people that are complaining about the one percent, yeah, they will never be the one percent. So you got to educate yeah. yourself, and you got to really like. And the one percent, and even framing it as a one percent versus is such a stupid thing to do because yeah. there's so many great and amazing people who live in the one percent that yeah. are like doing positive things in the world. So. Really, that's just like saying, oh, I'm poor and I want to be angry at somebody. So I'm going to blame those people that I gave my money to to help them be the 1%. Exactly. Right? Because when you're like just a consumer cow, you know. You're buying their shit. Yeah, overpaying for an iPhone. You shouldn't complain about the price if you're the one overpaying for it. Yeah, if if you paid for it, it's exactly the amount of value. It Actually, it, it is worth more to you than what you paid for it. Yeah. Because if it was worth less than what you paid for it, you wouldn't have bought it. Yeah. And that's, nobody thinks about it shut that way, you know what right. I mean? Right. So I think, uh, you know, I have not a lot of patience for those people that are going to stay ignorant and dumb, and I'm just going to do the best I can, and, and then, you know, when I have the ability to help people, I can help them, but uh, I, when I get really balling, I have this commercial I want to make for myself. It's yeah. going to be like me. I'm going to be like talking, 
It's going to be like a one take thing. And at the end of it, it's going to be like me with like a million dollars of cash on sitting on like a Lamborghini. And like while I'm talking, I'm just going to pour gasoline on it and then <laughs> light the whole thing on fire. <laughs> and the title of that YouTube video is going to be like uh, Idiot Burns Million Dollars Cash like live or whatever. People and will be so fucking angry. They're going to be so angry. And I'm yeah. going to do it to piss them off because I'm going to point out that companies it's, like Coca-Cola or McDonald's spend hundreds of millions of dollars to convince you to buy poison. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're the fucking idiot that I spent a million bucks to get your attention versus these companies spending like 10, 100 times X of that for you to do something dumb, you know? Well, and the, and the funny thing is, is that when somebody complains about that, like if it, because people are going to, oh, they're going to go shock ape shit. Yeah. But it's your money. Yeah, exactly. You can do whatever the fuck you That's, want. Well, it is illegal to burn it. Technically, because it's US currency. So maybe I'll have somebody else do the burning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but the point is, I want to attack their their sensibilities by showing how hypocritical they are that they can't have, like you said, critical thinking. That it's like they don't complain at all about all the money that gets thrown at brainwashing their children and yep. brainwashing them and. Really, like, contributing to all the ills, like cancer and obesity and things like that. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up, because I want to <laughs> talk about, mm-hmm. like, nutrition, right? Because uh, you noticed that I've obviously lost a bunch of weight, right? Like, right now, I'm sitting at about 100... I weighed myself this morning, I was 172 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and earlier early this year, I was uh, 190, and I'm like, I used to weigh 250 pounds. And I honestly think I found, like, the way that I'm supposed to eat. And probably mm-hmm. the way that most people are supposed to eat. Um... Three days a week, I only eat once a day. Hmm. And I thought that that's... Like, when somebody told me about... I thought it was weird. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was totally bullshit. Like, yeah. I thought fasting was fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm doing what's called intermittent like fasting. Like, one big meal? Uh, it's, or, like, a normal meal? It's, like, normal with, like, a snack. But I'm eating the snack, like, right after I eat the meal. So, I'll have, so it's like... it's still kind of one... Yeah, it's setting. still one meal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm still getting... I'm getting what I need for the day for, for me now. Because what I first started doing, so I talked about the ketogenic diet like before, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I noticed though is that when I'm in ketosis, like I'm less hungry. And then when I'm working out, I don't feel any hunger at all, mm. right? And so when I eat like once a day, like I still have energy. I still have like, I don't ever feel tired. I don't, ever, I don't feel hungry. Like I'm totally fine in a 24-hour period. And I think that's how we probably should eat. Because if you look at like through history... People didn't eat fucking three, four times a day. You know what I mean? Like they had usually like a meal, maybe two, and that was it. Like you hunted and, and you had to expend calories to get that nutrition, right? And that's not what people are doing now. Most people are working these jobs that you're not doing any kind of physical activity. You're eating so many calories. You're eating more calories than athletes eat. Mm. You know what I mean? But you're not doing anything. Mm. And so now for me, like I'm working out a lot. And I just don't feel the need to to eat. Mm. And uh, just coming to the revelation that I could probably get away with eating one meal a day every fucking day. Um, but it, w- it would annoy the shit out of my girlfriend. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of cultures that did that. Like, especially warrior cultures that couldn't probably afford to have the system to eat more than once a day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and like, t- today's, like, the way that our nutrition is, like, set up... Um, back in like the 50s when they made the food pyramid, the food pyramid is totally fucking wrong. Like at the of bottom. Of course, come on. Yeah, it's all like breads and fucking, it's all things that, if you look at the bottom of the They've food pyramid. they already revised it, right? No, it's still the same as it was back when we were fucking kids in the 50s. Are you sure? 
I thought they revised no, it. No, no, look at the food pyramid right now. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. I thought there was a new food pyramid. No, there's no, there's no, no new one. Uh, this, I saw it said food pyramid for kids, but... Um, oh, this is the new one, all right? Is this the new one? No, it's basically kind of the same. That one's kind of stupid. Um, yeah, this is the main one. This is still the one that we're using today. Oh, really? Yeah, and the, what's at the bottom? It's all fucking grains and shit. Like, uh, and most people, it, it's grains and then like fruits and vegetables. But like, so grains, that all that shit turns back into glu- basically sugar into your body. Right. It turns into glucose. So that, that's the main thing that, that the U.S. government says you should be eating. All turns into sugar into your body. And the next one up, half of that shit is fruit that is sugar. Don't get me wrong, you're getting fiber, which is good, but, you know... You still, you know, it's still sugar, you know, and then you go up again, it goes to like, um, oh, what is it? Oh, I got to read this. It's like meats and stuff. And then uh, above that is like some more, oh, actually, no, it's dairy and then like fish. And then again, up again, it's like, uh, you know, meats, like red meats and shit. And at the very top, you use sparingly as fats, oils and, I like how they put yeah, sweets in there. Yeah, but everybody knows that's uh Not everybody knows that. Look at like forty percent of Americans are like they're overweight or obese. I think at this point nobody gives a fuck about any food pyramid. They're just obese because they like bad food. Well, they, but they don't know though. They're they're thinking that it's okay. They're not to eat even that eating stuff. the yeah. food pyramid. There's nothing that says. I mean, even with all the carbs and stuff, there's no McDonald's there. Well, yeah, that's there's true. nowhere on the food pyramid that says eat like refined fucking bone and hoof and fucking <laughs> <laughs> stomach lining, you know, as a burger. Well, but, but if you're eating like a bunch of spaghetti all day and like well, spaghetti and... Oh, no, that's still, like, not still a yeah. that's not a good pyramid. I'm saying oh, Americans are obese because they're even eating worse. Like, they can't even eat that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no Cheetos on there, you know? Yeah, I mean, most people, they, they don't understand. Like, the, all, most of that fast food shit, it's all just, it's garbage, like, it for your body, you know? Garbage. It's not just garbage, it's poison, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, it basically, it, it basically is. That's why, like, uh... What is it? It's, it's like a, it, there's an astonishing amount of people that are pre-diabetic or diabetic, and I think it was like it was over a third of people in the United States. It was like a shitload of people, and I was just like, "Holy shit, are you fucking for real?" I was like, "That shit's crazy." And they don't even. And then you have like uh, documentaries, like "What the Health." Have you watched a documentary? I started it. Yeah, I couldn't even finish it, dude, because they they said that red meat causes. Uh, diabetes it's funny you say that so i'm producing a new documentary with a friend who's a nutritionist the guy actually that you guys were kind of talking on my facebook about um keto and things like that uh-huh. uh anyways he uh we're making a documentary about meat about a real look at meat you know not judging with any particular angle but just really looking at it from all the angles from yeah. The meat industry to veganism to vegetarianism, like how he's actually going to do like uh, six months of blood testing and things like that as no. he tries these different diets and works out and you know tests his performance and stuff. Anyways, uh, we interviewed a vegan meat dealer who is this lady that that sources a hundred oh that new meat yeah uh, pastured meat. Mm-hmm. So you know what that is. So pastured is when like. It is truly the most natural way to raise an animal. Yeah, like, it's like grass fed, right? Like open even fields, more and shit like than grass fed. Yeah, like they're yeah, like basically free, a hundred percent free. Because yeah. those labels you see on those in the supermarkets, it's really misleading. Because they can 
keep chickens or cows or pigs inside like 99% of the time. Well, that's why I like if you go you to um, Whole Foods, uh-huh. they have like different grades that you can look at and it'll let you know. Like if it's, I think it's like grade six, like the highest one, which is basically like in their own, as close as they can get to their natural environment as possible. Yeah. If you see the word pastured, that that's what you want to look for because that means that they were literally raised and fed on a natural grass field. Yeah. And, and uh, the thing is that she even admitted that that is not sustainable for America because you just can't raise enough livestock for the appetite to feed everybody with animals that were went through a natural life cycle. Yeah. That weren't, you know, fed hormones and steroids to get bigger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And also, you know, uh, it costs more to like take oh, care yeah, of them. Oh yeah, for sure. Because you, you know? need more land. Yeah. So you need more land. And, and so... Uh, she runs this private club, which is basically dog and cat food and animal food and humans buy food because you could get like whatever, like steaks, ribs, uh, pork, you know, all that stuff, and it's like pretty much the healthiest meat that you can get. So, well, yeah, let's uh, pause real sure. quick because I've heard people make the argument that it's not sustainable for us to raise, you know, enough meat for people, right? There's two things. In general, I think that people probably should eat less meat. Of course, that's right. That's what needs to adjust. Really. Yeah, but I'm not saying don't eat any meat because I think to me not. that's silly. I agree. But when they say there's not enough like land, I I kind of have to disagree mm. because there's like whole states that are mostly empty, like Montana mm. or Utah or wherever the fuck you want to go. Open up shop there. What's up? Just open up shop. Yeah, there. there's plenty of land that's not really being used that you could definitely... And there's also other kinds of farming that people are doing. Um, one of the best ones... This I forget the guy's name, but he was on Joe Rogan's podcast a long time ago. But what he had was basically like a moving farm. And so what he would do is he would keep all of his animals together, right? So Because it's not natural to have animals separate like that so he keep his chickens and his mm-hmm. cows and his goats and all that shit all together right mm-hmm. and so what he would do is he would have like a like a large area but it would have it would have fences but they would be eating whatever was on that land you know so eat whatever was on that land they would shit on that land and then once they consumed everything that was on that land he would move the animals and the fences to the next plot and then what was in the last <laughs> plot he would use that land to cultivate uh fruits like fruits and vegetables mm-hmm for you know to sell yeah and then once the animals are ready to you know be harvested he would harvest the animals sell that and then recycle it mm. so that, that way it was it was a sustainable system mm. without like a, a smaller plot of land mm. Interesting. i thought that was a really cool way to do it because um most people like they, they buy fertilizer and they inject nitrates and stuff into the land but the right. only reason why they're doing that they're, they're just simulating stuff that the land should have anyway through animals because Animals shit and piss on the land, and they trample on it, and that pushes it down into the dirt. That's what fertilizes the dirt. Mm. That's the way it's supposed to happen. Mm. But we're just simulating it by taking all the chemicals that were in the shit and right, piss, right. and then injecting the land when in like an artificial way. Interesting. And there's also the rush to create fake meat. I did try the Impossible Burger. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Was it really? Yeah. I, I'm and I'm a huge burger person. I'm. I love. I've said for a long time, you know that. Uh, a burger would be my last meal. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much I, I love them. I too, yeah. 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 Uh, so I tried the Impossible Burger. It's it's pretty good, man. It's pretty close. Like, there, it, there's... 
right when you bite into it, you're like, whoa, this tastes just like a burger. Uh-huh. And then at the very end, there's kind of a little hint of an aftertaste where you're like, was that a burger or was that something else? I can't tell. Yeah. But it's still tasty. So I think, and that's not the only product on the market. You know, they're also growing meat, like straight up meat from yeah. stem cells. I think that's the way to go. Is it stem cells? Uh, I, I don't know what it's they use. It's some type of, of cells, yeah. but the point is that that's the way to go because it's real meat. Yeah. And, you know, uh, either way, what I'm saying is technology is catching up. So I'm pretty sure, thank you, we're, uh, we're going to have to rely on that to disrupt the damage to the environment that's happening with the live you know right raising animals this is the problem they're like this is the thing that i thought about it kind of and the rich people will eat real cows basically is what's gonna yeah, yeah that's what's gonna happen well this is the the thing that i thought about that fucked me up because i was watching an anime uh-huh. and they posed this question to me like basically um the people that were in this anime they got the vast majority of the, of the nutrition through photosynthesis mm. and so i was thinking like what if we could do that we could do that they would control the clouds and charge us for uh, streaming sunlight. <laughs> no, no, no. But, 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 <laughs> but think about this, man. This is the fucked up part. Yeah. Right? So obviously, eating basically anything would be a moral problem. Like even right. plants. Right? Right. Because those... You literally wouldn't need to. It's a living thing. Right. But then, what happened to the planet? Because... grew with... Plants. Yeah, because the planet kind of needs us to consume things on the planet, right? Yeah. Like fruits, vegetables, fucking there was wildlife. there was a balance before the industrial revolution. Yeah, in the ecosystem. But if we just stopped eat, basically stopped eating, like we would have to, we would have to start killing animals just to kill them, or have a job where people eat plants and animals. <laughs> well, that'd be, I guess it'd be like. Wouldn't that be funny? It'd be fucking. It was like poor people. No, it'd be fucking. It was like poor people that had to eat uh, right. food. Right. But rich people, they didn't have to eat anything. You know what I mean? Like, who would have it better? Would it be better to be poor or to be rich? Depends on how good that sunlight feels. Yeah. <laughs> but if you never, you never need to eat. I, I'm thinking about that now, especially because I don't feel the need to eat that much. Right. You know what I mean? So if you never had to eat, it's just like, meh. Yeah, I think uh, it's funny. I've had this conversation with people. I think there's a lot of people that would just stop eating immediately if they Whoa. didn't have to eat anymore. Strong? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Significantly stronger. Yeah, even just a little. Uh, yeah, a little scent. Sip. Yeah. Um, uh, where were we? Oh yeah, but anyways, I think uh, rich people in the end are going to control the world. The other thing to think about, besides all this stuff, uh, gene editing. Yeah, CRISPR. So like, pretty soon you're going to be able to design whatever baby you want. And what I was thinking is like, once they can c- control things, when they get to the stage where they can control like size and stuff. Is everybody just going to have seven-foot babies? Basically, yeah. I mean, I why think not? so. Why yeah. not, right? So I think, like, but then what if there's no limit? Like, what if some crazy billionaire is like, I want a 20-foot baby? Somebody will go too far. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> somebody's going to go break far. it. I mean, Trump yeah. is president. The, the <laughs> yeah. seal has been broken yeah. for what? Anyways, um, no, the seal was broken a long time ago. So I was thinking, like, man, there's going to be almost no limit and, like, what if in the future the rich people are literally giants yeah and the poor people are literally like ants well luckily <laughs> um the human body is not designed to be over a certain height that's what we say now well they can reinforce that structure with like maybe i mean yeah they'd have to reinforce a lot of shit yeah but yeah. they could do it though yeah. i mean 
one thing I've learned about science and and uh, especially sci-fi is that people always say like, oh, this sci-fi predicted the future. It's like, no, no, no. These geeks reverse engineered what they loved, what they yeah. grew up with. So adamantium laced bones. You don't think there's somebody out there that's going to try and do that shit? Oh, we already have like some parts of that. Like they already have like metal bones, like right. titanium so, hips and shit. So think yeah. about it. Like everything you could imagine that you've ever read in a comic book is eventually going to happen. People will shoot lasers out their eyes. Um, I don't know about human flight without some sort of... That's actually what my daughter wants to do. My, my oldest daughter, she said she wanted to make a human-bird hybrid. And then she got mad when I told her, okay, that's not going to be your first problem. Your first problem is going to be uh, ethics. Right. And she was like, well, why are you telling me no? I'm like, no, I'm not telling you no. I'm not telling you not to do it. What I'm telling you, though, is that you need to, you need to find an ethical way to do it. Because you can't just splice animal DNA with human DNA. Like, it's not ethical, right? So well, luckily, like the in the first future, problem. people are going to be so dumb, you can come up with any excuse you want, and That's then they'll true. let it happen. Yeah, yeah. You just got to say that it's a medical threat to not have wings. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be cool as fuck to fly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. But then, but, it'd be, but then it'd be all like... Well, I was thinking more like Superman flight, which f- oh, okay. doesn't make any sense physically, because, like, where is the inertia coming from? Yeah, yeah. It's like... No, unless you're, I guess, manipulating the particles of the air around you. Yeah, they're saying that storm. basically when he flies, it's like there's like a gravity like thing. thing That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That seems a little bit further from. But anyways, the point is, humans are going to be superhumans, and it's going to be the rich people first. So uh, get as much money as you can now and save it to survive whatever happens. Don't save it. Got to invest it. Saving is for suckers. Yeah, that's true. You got to invest it. Like nobody that's wealthy has a fucking savings account. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's, it's too low yield. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's why I have a sci-fi idea where it's like a future race of humans that live on another planet where like it's like the first race of humans that were like perfectly genetically made. Yeah. So they're like way bigger than us. They're like basically giants, but then they're also like super smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they become like the guardians of the galaxy in a way, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then they're like. The Omega race, basically, and then, uh, yeah, and then a bunch of shit happens. But anyways. Um, That's funny you say that because there was, like, another anime that I was watching mm-hmm. uh, where basically what happened was is that people were trying to figure out how to uh, go to, like, further distances in, in space. And they, they figured out that the human body isn't really designed for space. So then they decided to uh, have science-induced evolution and it basically became like these fucking like crazy, almost like jellyfish things that could survive in space. <laughs> and so, That's yeah, funny. that was their thing. That was their solution was basically yeah. become this being that could survive the harshest of I space. I think we're just going to upload our consciousness into spaceships. I think that that's the most likely scenario, especially right right now. Yeah, especially because humans have more mastery over that type of technology versus changing like alchemy of changing physical matter into another type of physical matter. It's coming though. I mean, yeah. like with, I think CRISPR is going to be like when you start, if you can gene edit, I mean, why not like gene edit some other type some of animal steal in your balls? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you could do it, you know, it's yeah, like, that's true. No, there's going to be a lot of mad scientist stuff going on. There's a, like, you know, you heard, you know who Peter Thiel is? No. He's like the guy that started, or one of the key people that started PayPal. He's like one of the billionaires. Mm. Anyways, He's trying to fund a offshore, like, mad scientist island where, oh, like... Oh, there's a couple of those are, are, yeah, are out there. Yeah, people are just... They're going to just 
do whatever they want and experiment in any way they want and figure out different solutions for stuff. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting, especially like. Well, it's interesting because like you're gonna you got to draw a line on ethics, right? It's gonna be up to the person. Yeah. Like, if you do whatever you want, like how far? Well, you're I think gonna the go. whole point is there's gonna be no ethics. Yeah. Once you get yeah. on that island, if it's, I'm guessing as long as it's for progress of some sort, there's yeah. no concept of, you know, rules and stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, so what else, man? Let's talk about some of the uh, the Hollywood sex allegations that have been coming Hollywood out. This, this has been like a shitload. Yeah, <laughs> it's a new segment. All over the place. <laughs> it's just like, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure like it's it's created a lot of fear. Anyways, why don't you start with that? Yeah, so there's been like a rash of just like sexual <laughs> assault, dominoes falling. Yeah, allegations and stuff like that. And for me, it's been like really weird to like be privy to it because. First of all, I'm gonna say this, but it's only because uh, somebody else had mentioned it. I think it, it wasn't it was um, Whitney Cummings had mentioned it. Okay, uh, she was saying there's a lot of people that advance their careers by sucking somebody's dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's to me that's like fucking obvious. You know right, what I mean? Right. But people don't want to accept that. Right? There's a lot of people that didn't say no that they advanced their careers. Like people that obviously, I, I think that. A lot. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot of dick sucking that goes on to keep your career going. Yeah, yeah. I think the folks that uh, said no... Didn't have careers. Well, yeah, that's, that's a and problem. we don't know about them. Yeah. Well, no, some, some of we do because there's a lot of people out there with allegations that said no that aren't really that famous. Got you it. know what I mean? Got it. And but that's they wrong. they were crushed for like 10 plus 20 years or something. Though. Yeah, yeah. So and they I th- didn't know yeah. until now. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, it's, I think it's wrong to... It's fucked up, obviously, that somebody's like, well, the, I'm, the gatekeeper to this career is my dick. You know, that, that's that's fucked up. But also, it's also fucked up that people did it and then didn't say anything. You know what I mean? Just just to get ahead. Like, they basically cheated and nobody's really asking questions on that. But obviously, you know, I mean, it's, you can't really ask somebody, hey, did you suck his dick to get that role? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's fucking rude, to be It's probably a lot of it's just unsaid. Yeah, and I... And I, I I always kind of assumed that there was like some crazy sex shit going on in Hollywood, you know, to get roles. Because how, how the Are fuck you, you get? Me? It's such a uh, deviant culture. Yeah, especially like when you, you can't have that many attractive people and not have some sort of sex shit going on. You Dude, know I, mean? I guarantee you, man. I've been on movie sets. I've seen people, and it's not just even like people with power versus actors and stuff. When guys and girls get on sets, they're all fucking horny, dude. They're all charged up. Like, extras yeah. are trying to fuck other extras. Actors are trying to fuck other actors. Yeah. Producers are trying to fuck everybody. You know what I mean? Like, there's gold diggers trying to fuck those people, too. Like, yeah. there's it's just a big smorgasbord. They're of trying crazy. to fuck them and oh. then fuck them. Exactly. The gold diggers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because they want to find a way to keep fucking them when they're done fucking them. Yeah. But, uh, so, uh, yeah, but I guess... Either way, there's going to be some sort of change happening because Harvey Weinstein is like a cautionary tale to a lot of people now. You know? Well, yeah, now Kevin Spacey, man. I was like, that one was rough. That um, was a rough one. I wasn't surprised, though. He, he's got, I think I'm pretty good at reading eyes, and he definitely has the deviant eyes. Well, I thought it was deviant, but like pedophilia, I didn't, I didn't think so. But obviously now, I mean. You know, I, okay, first of all, I got a lot of gay friends. I got... I'm definitely not attacking gay people, but I've noticed there's definitely 
in the gay and straight community, when you have power, there's a certain level of uh, abuse that happens. And in the gay community, just like with, let's say, Roman Polanski boning some underage chick, there's some people that want to bone bone pretty boys. Yeah, like that's fucking Brian gross, Singer. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's one. he got away. He kind of got away with it though. Yeah, and he's apparently way more hideous than what Kevin Spacey's story was. Yeah. Although I'm sure there's more stories coming out or whatever, but but I didn't hear. Well, I didn't hear as much pedophilia with uh, Brian Singer. I heard it was like really? just well, I heard it was younger guys, but not like. 18 and under, you know what I mean? I heard there's like a lot of crazy like sex parties, but I thought they no, were all they were, basically they adults. were underage. Yeah, that's gross. That's yeah, like, he was like taking or allegedly taking underage kids to parties and giving them drugs and yeah. boning them, and, no. you know, so, you know. That's uh, not okay. Yeah, that was a rough one, Kevin Spacey, though. Dustin Hoffman was a rough one for me, although his was a little less, it was more just, I guess, sexual harassment versus... Well, the sexual harassment stuff, like, this is a problem that's that's coming up today for me is that it's going to almost become impossible to hit on somebody. You know what yeah, I mean? Because of yeah. all this shit. Because I think some of the stories that I've been hearing, it's like, well, they're just kind of hitting on you. Well, that's the you funny thing. I mean? Yeah, that's true. There's some people where, like, let's say, like, Brett Ratner, right? Yeah. You know, he, he directed the Rush Hour movies. Uh, you know, he was accused of some things that were definitely sexual harassment. And then a couple of the girls were like... Yeah, and then he asked me out on a date when we're on a set. And yeah. I was like, uh, I've actually seen that all the time with everybody. Like, that was just him hitting on you. That's how you court somebody. But yeah. it's still damaging because if three girls are accusing you of, like, masturbating in front of them, and then three more girls are like, yeah, he was inappropriate when he asked me out on a date on set. Yeah. Like, that's just cementing. It's more nails in your coffin, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, my headphones oh, sorry. became unplugged. Yeah. Uh, so... I think, uh, but it's been a long time coming. I mean, there's probably been so much, and this is just what we know about. Like, there's got to be so much heinous stuff that we don't know about that like, oh, yeah. people genuinely couldn't say because they're, like, afraid for their lives or some shit, you know? Um, so I think dominoes are going to fall, and then, you know, it's affecting a lot of industries. A lot, you know, they're talking about it everywhere, and people are, you know, women are emboldened to. One thing that I question is, isn't it slander if you accuse somebody publicly without formally like charging them or taking them to court? Yeah, see, that's the problem that I said. Like, uh, I actually made a Facebook post about it. I was like, it's kind of weird in America how you can like throw out allegations but not charge somebody. Yeah, that I'm pretty sure that used to be illegal. Yeah, I think you you had to actually follow up with because the whole point is like you have to follow through to show that you are willing to go to court for it. Yeah. A lot of people, what they're doing right now is they're making accusations publicly, which automatically does the job of destroying somebody's yeah, career. Yeah. And, and, and Not just that I'm be... saying the people who've been accused recently don't deserve it. What well, I'm saying, yeah. though, is well, if, like... If they admit to it, then yeah. Right. Obviously. I'm just curious, though, is like, it, it's, there's definitely a shift in what's acceptable in terms of protocol, and I guess it's frustration, but... Uh, yeah, it seems like now people can just say whatever they want, and it's too late. Now it's like on the internet, it's news, and your reputation is done. And companies also, in the past, used to wait to see how trials went before they dropped yeah. athletes and stuff, and, yeah. or celebrities. And now they're like, oh, nope, you just got accused. See you later, you know? That's that's the problem <laughs> that I have. It's like, look, allegations is not... The same thing as... Uh, uh, um... It doesn't mean you're guilty. Right. Yeah, you know, it's just like you need to go, go to court... 
and have you know so all the facts come out you need to have all the facts you can't just tell your side of the story and then the other person's life is ruined like what if the person didn't do it you know that's why it's supposed to be innocent to proven guilty that's why i find it very strange that in america allegations can ruin somebody's career it's like take him to court look in the state of california there is no statute of limitation on rape there isn't one so if somebody raped you when you were fucking 14 years old take him to court you know what i mean that's crazy like and the the other bad part is that if you know I can understand if you're like a kid, and somebody did something like, like that to you and you don't feel comfortable coming forward. But if you're an adult, and you wait, you know, ten plus years to accuse somebody, uh, guess what? In that ten plus years, this person has accumulated an untold amount of wealth, mm-hmm. and they could have done this to somebody else. So you're not really like Kevin Spacey right now. He's crying in his fucking Lamborghini. Like he doesn't give a shit. I think he gives a shit. I mean, he lost his show. Barely, but he's already he's, the guy's already wealthy. No, but that's assuming his self-esteem is based on wealth. I think it's based on his career as an actor. Well, but it's not... It, well, just look be, even beyond the money. The guy still could have done it to somebody else. You know what I mean? That didn't come forward. And it's like, I think... I feel... I, and I understand that people... There's, there's a whole bunch of reasons why you might not come forward. Look, I've never been raped before, so I don't know how the fuck it feels. But at the same time, if you don't come forward, it, the possibility that it happened to somebody else is kind of fucked up. I'm not yeah. saying that that's on you... But what I'm saying, though, is that it can happen to somebody else. No, it's it's true. That's why, actually, a lot of people who come forward eventually say it's because they realize they need to do it because there's other people that they could save, you know, or set an example for. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that Terry Crews shit came out, too, man. I would have fucked... If Ooh. somebody walked... Terry Crews? What? You didn't hear about that? Mm-hmm. Some guy, like, just walked up to him, was, like, talking, and then, it's like, grabbed his dick in front of his wife, both of their wives. And I was just like... Dude. Grab Terry Crews' dick. Yeah, I was like, it's mm, pretty. Uh... I would have fucked that dude up. Yeah, yeah, it would have been like instantaneous. And he said he was worried about his career. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I would have, uh, I would have been like, oh shit, hold, hold, hold that second. Uh, hey, baby, take my phone. Just start rolling live. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, everybody, this guy has his <laughs> hand on my dick, <laughs> and I'm about to knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> but I just want to prove that his hand was on my dick. First. Yeah. I just. They're, they're, there's nobody has anything, even in my career right now. I'm like I make I make a decent amount of money, but if my if anybody at my job grabbed my dick, they're getting if the CEO of my company grabbed my dick, they're getting fucked up. You even know what I mean? Even if waiting would mean money, what's up? Even if waiting would mean money, uh, yeah, yeah, they they, they would instantly get fucked up. Be too, too because late, they, your instincts would kick yeah. In. <laughs> they need to know that there's there are dire consequences to fucking with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> And when somebody can, when somebody gets away with doing shit like that, they think that that's like, oh well, I can do that now. Like that's just right, a normal that's thing, true. you know. And so you, you gotta let them know. I mean, I don't normally, you know, say violence is the answer, but if somebody's physically assaulting you, violence is the answer. Yeah, it's well, you know what? I've been uh, hearing recently that when it comes to dealing with people, uh, right now the theory is the most effective way of dealing with people is tit for tat. Which means that whatever somebody does to you, however they treat you, good or bad, you respond in kind and not much more or less. So if somebody gives you like a hundred bucks, give them a hundred bucks back. But you don't give them like a million dollars, you know what I mean? If somebody talks about your mama, you don't like run them over with your car, but (laughs) talk back about their mama. Because you want to let them know that you're... This was actually proved in Game Theory where they just like 
ran all these different simulations with computers. Yeah. And they found that tit for tat was the best for growth because as you, if you help each other, then you could just keep helping each other. Yeah. That's how societies yeah. generally work. Yeah. But when people like, for instance, fucked with each other, the problem is when you overreact or underreact, it creates all these like variables that you can't plan for. Yeah. And it usually makes it a lot worse. Well, the, the, you know. there's, there's a, how do, how do I say it? There's a unequal exchange of power. Yeah. When that happens, right? And so either you're going to be the person that is, that is exerting too much power, which in that case with violence that I'm obviously saying that I do, I would be guilty of that. Although somebody grabbing your cock is like violence against your yeah psychology. Yeah. It's still so, sexual assault in a way. Yeah. So for me, I find it acceptable for me to assault them back. Right. You know what I mean? But my assault's going to be much worse. <laughs> <laughs> so... No, at the same I mean, time, if, if you don't do anything, then they have power over you. So there's no power exchange. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we don't live in a perfect world. I've always been an overreactor, too, where, like, I feel like if somebody fucks with me, I have to, like, go extreme so that they're, like, fully shut down for the future, you know? Yeah, you got to go scorched earth sometimes. You, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, one of my good friends, one of my best friends, actually, but we were, had a thing on Facebook where, like, uh, I made this comment, which I thought was innocuous, about how, you know... If you don't want to get stuck in the friend zone, just be friends. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, just be friends with a girl, and then you won't be in the friend zone because you're just actually a friend. Yeah. That was what I was trying to say. And then he left this comment, which is like a total, you know, SJW type thing. Like, uh, actually, uh, the, the term friend zone is, a, is a, a chauvinist statement that blah, blah, all this stuff. And I went completely apeshit on him because he, yeah. like, you know, tried to, like, put the smack down on me and i was like oh is that what the same thing when you go out on a date with a girl and you know you don't like them but you still lie to them and fuck them <laughs> yeah like that seems pretty fucked up to me so i don't know why you're judging me and then he got super pissed off he was like that was way inappropriate calling me out for that and stuff. <laughs> i was like yeah you're right i totally overreacted i'm sorry but at the same time you activated my defense mechanism yeah which is like oh you just attacked my morals in public and over something that I didn't agree with, you know what I mean? That yeah. I thought was like not, it didn't make sense. And then so I like went pretty nuclear in terms of going further on than him. Yeah. Well, I mean, like that friend zone shit is funny to me because I mean, I've been stuck in the friend zone before. Yeah, everybody has. Yeah. And it's just like. Even good looking guys have been in the friend zone yeah. with the girls. It's mainly like when you're younger, you yeah. know what I mean? Because this is me like when I was in like high school. Yeah. And it was just like, I, I was just terrible. I was just. Terrible not that I'm women. saying you're not good looking, by the way. Oh, I mean, just, like model. Yeah, dude, yeah. You know, society's idea of pretty. Anyways, keep going. Yeah, but if you, I mean, <laughs> if you don't know how to interact with women in general, right? You're gonna you know get in the friend zone eventually. Yeah, it's a part of growing up, and yeah. that's what I realize is like I have girls that are friends, and we're just friends, so I'm not in a fucking zone. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think about them a different way. They don't think about me a different way. We just are actual friends, and that's when I that's why I made the comment. So, but the fact that he was saying just to use the word promotes like sexism. It, like, blew my mind. Because girls get like, friend-zoned. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. right after that, a girl <laughs> told me that I friend-zoned her. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, so that's just some SJW bullshit when people... And like, I friend-zoned chicks before. Yeah, so exactly. This shit happens. It yeah. happens. So, life goes on. But, yeah, life does go on. But uh, I think um, a viral video, which could be really good, if you made a video called Don't Be a Harvey... And it's just like a series of ways to not be like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. I would probably go viral. That's like a BuzzFeed video. Uh, uh, you know, what I think what made him in particular so abhorrent is that he looks like, um, he looks like a 
piece of chewing gum fell in some pubic hair. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, like he's, he's not an attractive guy. No, he he clearly molested people to get sex. I mean, he's <laughs> from because he has power. Because he has yeah, a bunch of money. Power. You know he's, what I mean? Did you know about his contract with his own company? Yeah, that he was uh, able to basically harass girls without and, and just pay for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they gave him an out because um, they knew it was a problem. Yeah. No, he deserved it, obviously, and also he's so huge. It shows how powerful he really was. Um, that he would affect so many other industries because. Other people have been accused, um, you know, of different things. And it's always like that celebrity that has to deal with the axe falling. But uh, he was so big that he just caused a tidal wave for uh, people to just out anybody that fucking did anything. (laughs) Well, I think the tidal wave actually started with Bill Cosby. And I think, like, it's been like a steady rash since him. Because, like, before him, yeah. Bill Cosby... um, well, but what I'm saying is, like, when Bill Cosby initially was, it went really public, it didn't create, like, an immediate, like, 24-hour wave of, like, oh, oh yeah. let it me, wasn't that tw- yeah, let wasn't me that tw- out Kevin Spacey, let me out, like, all these other big-name people got outed because Harvey was more, uh, I think the problem is that uh, Bill Cosby was older, so he was, like, way less relevant, uh, and then... People were probably frustrated that he got away with it. Well, the thing that was like particularly gross about Bill Cosby yeah. was that he was the one that would shame comics about their dirty material. Meanwhile, right. he's fucking giving chicks quaaludes and finger banging them and yeah, fucking yeah. them. You know, it's like, dude, he like, was a tool. Yeah. Now it's like I can't even go back and watch you know the, the Cosby Show anymore. Yeah, you know? no, that's true. Just like I can't watch the rest of uh, House of Cards it. now. That's why it's you know? better to be a perv publicly. Yeah. It's better to be like a Howard Stern, where it's like half of the world might hate you, but the other half like celebrates you. But don't rape chicks well, or anybody. No, don't yeah. rape. Chicks. But, <laughs> well, but imagine if he did a bunch of stuff that he did back in the nineties. If he tried doing it now on the air. Well, now only because I guess it's we have SJW like this weird culture, culture now. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, yeah. But the point is though, like, okay, well, I'll say like all those chicks said yes though. That's true. Well, let's say Larry Flint then. Okay. But they all said yes too. Hugh Hefner. They all said yes too. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, problem. There's some gray area though. Yeah. He definitely abused them, but um, but I those people came into power before there was any type of social media checks and balances though. Yeah. Well, this is the problem I have with social media is that <laughs> you're basically you're appealing to a mob, and the mob does the mob uh, any mob is fucking awful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you like if you're in a mob. You're way more likely to do some fucked up shit to somebody than if you're an individual. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it happens on both ways. Like either seeing something fucked up happen happen or you being a part of being like doing something fucked up. Like I've seen people like if you see somebody getting like this is probably an example on the the bar, on Bart when that guy the, the Asian guy that was sitting down and that white dude was talking I saw that called that him that Asian, slapped uh, him. Yeah, called him a Chinese nigger or something like that yeah. and started slapping him. I was like, whoa. Dude. Yeah, and like nobody like helped that guy. You know what I mean? Even the, I was expecting well, he, he had up, fuck he him was up. Pretty big though. He oh yeah, him. for sure. But like the first time we hit on, I'd be like, hey man, fucking calm down. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like stop. He was definitely too passive to begin with. I mean, he, could, he got mad at the end, but at the same time, like, uh, I think from the beginning he should have he should have been a little bit more. Like once somebody swings on you, you gotta be like, yo, dude. Yeah, if uh, somebody swings on me, they're getting choked. <laughs> like, and there's not going to be right. a maybe about it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. you're getting choked. Right. I mean, unless you happen to know jujitsu or some other kind of grappling, hundred percent, right. you're getting choked. 
<laughs> oh man. Or oh, or man. broken. One, one, you know, one or the other. But yeah, I mean, that's just that's fucked up shit. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on a little bit. Let's talk yeah. about uh, cause you did twenty three and me, right? I, I, I just did, did twenty three yeah. and me. So so I'm actually black. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Hearted. No, black hearted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, I did a twenty three and me. I'm I'm. See, I did it because I always suspected that I was like heavily mixed because I went to Korea, mul- you know, multiple times, and I I don't feel like I look like that Korean. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, I went to other Asian countries, and they think I'm not Korean. They think I'm Chinese or Japanese. Anyway, so I found out I'm only like fifty one percent Korean and like twenty five percent Japanese, and the wow. rest is like twenty three percent Chinese and like a mix of other close to Asian stuff. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. It, the the Japanese part it was it difficult you for you to see because I'm sure like m- like my ethnicity like me seeing any kind of like European it's like well somebody got probably got fucking raped right you know what I mean so is that yeah the same I mean obviously you? I assume that somebody got raped or had a uh, yeah they got raped probably you know unless it was somebody that had a you know hidden relationship but most likely raped uh, I just thought you know it's a it gives me an out for talking shit about Japanese people. You know? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm actually going to Japan in next year. I'm excited about it. I really uh, want to go to Japan. I've yeah. always wanted to go. Yeah. Um, I just accept it. I already suspected it, to be honest. Like, I have pretty big lips for a Korean. Yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> I do. And yeah. it's not, uh, you know, it's must come from the Chinese side. But uh, anyways, um, I it just, you know, it gave me the... I always wanted to be a mutt, so I was kind of happy in a way. Uh, but at the same time, I still obviously identify with Korean American identity because that's what I. Well, it's the culture you grew up in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it gives me a little bit more freedom to, uh, in case the Chinese are invading, I'm gonna be like, Ni hao. <laughs> this fucking guy. Me <laughs> 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 <Ni> am Chinese. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> So clearly, I didn't learn any deep lessons from that. I just, uh, I just, I enjoyed it, and it, it, it just gave me the incentive to like learn more about that that part. But when I asked my parents, or I like, I asked my mom so far, she was like not interested in taking that test, you know? Yeah, well, it's, if you're older, it's like she said she was like, "What's the point? Your dad is Korean, I'm Korean." And I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah, one of you is lying." Yeah, one no. of you <laughs> yeah. kind of isn't that much. I'm only half Korean, so that means one of you or both of you are only half. Or, yeah, yeah, you know. But I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna open up that can of worms with her because she doesn't really want to. Her identity is pretty firmly planted in being Korean. Maybe you're the postman's baby. You never know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, it was like the equivalent of a Japanese UPS uh, delivery uh, guy's uh, sperm. But um, that's okay. Maybe you know. I've always felt like I I. If I was born in an era where swords were allowed, I would be carrying one, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, That's gangster. Yeah, yeah, maybe I would be. Although I acknowledge I would probably also be dead because I'm pretty sure I would pick a fight with somebody that I shouldn't pick a fight with. Yeah, You yeah. know, like, in those days, the consequences were, you gotta slip. They were dire. Yeah, you got <laughs> margin for error. Yeah. But I would still be one of those people. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go to Japan. I'm going to learn about the culture as much as I can. And, and I'll feel a little bit more comfortable instead of feeling like, oh, I'm like, this person you hate completely. Yeah, yeah. I'm only a half of them. <laughs> so maybe they'll hate me more. You know? That's funny. Like you're actually you actually want to go learn about the culture. Like yeah. So I did mine, and I'm like sixty five percent African, and like twenty five percent like Northern European, like okay. British and Irish, some shit That's like that. The rape side. Yeah, and I'm just like. <laughs> 
the rape and subjugation side. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, honestly, I'm not surprised. Yeah. And I'm just like, but I have no desire to learn anything about, I mean, obviously I already know about well, British I, and Irish, you know, but I just don't, I don't give a fuck. Also, you've already experienced a shit ton of white culture in America. Yeah, yeah. And Japanese culture is still way mysterious to me. Yeah. So it's like things that I want to learn. But at the same time, I still have conflicting feelings because I... I want to make a movie about fucking comfort women, about how Japanese soldiers kept all those sex slaves for their soldiers th- yeah. during the Korean War and things like that, or World War Two and stuff. So, gotta, uh, gotta make soldiers happy, man. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> it's fucked know? up though. Just do it with yeah. somebody else's people, you know. No, actually, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. What did you know? What they were doing with uh, the U.S. military now? Huh. They're actually getting like military grade masturbation sleeves for nice. when they're deployed. I was like, wow. Yeah, they had right. to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's probably hard to bang a quickie out when somebody's wearing a hijab, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then saying no the whole it's time. Probably, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's probably gonna make the news a lot quicker. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. I I could see for you though why it'd be even more conflicting because in in American history it's even worse. But uh, well, I mean, no you matter still what, have an interest, right? Well, no, no matter what, I, if I was like half Asian, I still wouldn't like care really much. care. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like okay. But um, what, what, that would mean we would have to rename the podcast Black and Yellow Yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just like, it was cool to, like, I wasn't actually that interested in, like, the ethnicity part of it, right? Uh, I was actually... You were talking about more the genetic traits and stuff? Yeah, like like actually, I was actually really interested in that part, right? So, so I'm guessing you had uh, the, what was it, the... Not fast twitch. What do they call it? Yeah, it's like the athlete gene. Yeah, I have the athlete gene. I found out yeah. I had that too, though. Oh, do you really? Yeah. I, I can actually tell. But you're yeah. you're a mesomorph, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, your body fat distributes evenly in your body. Oh, I see. So when you lean down, you're gonna look pretty yoked. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's also like, <clears throat> so what we're talking about. I, th- I forget what the actual gene is called. It's like AT three some shit. Anyway, it's a. It, you're right. It is a fast twitch gene. It's a protein in right. your uh your DNA. That every single sprinter athlete has. Yeah, that was great one. for me to see that because yeah. I kind of thought that too. Because I, I, I know I'm out of shape, but if I do work out, I, I do feel like I respond pretty quickly, you know? Yeah. Um, but I thought that was just me wanting to be like Wolverine or some shit <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. But I was like, oh shit, actually, that's cool to know. Not that I'm like, I don't think I'm high on that scale. I'm not like fucking, uh, you know, LeBron James or something where he's yeah. just like, or Lance Armstrong or something like that. Well, I, I knew only, I mean, I, I didn't even need the confirmation because yeah. I was like an athlete when, since I was right. like a kid and both right. my parents were athletes, mm-hmm. you know, um, so that was cool. But you know what I, what I actually did? So there's a website, there's a doctor called uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick. If you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, you know what I'm talking about. She is a really, uh, she's a doctor. I forget what the fuck she's a doctor. I think it's like nutrition and something else. Really fucking smart chick. And she has a, a website called Found My Fitness. And what you can do is you can um, go on there, you pay like 10 bucks, and you can import your 23andMe uh, oh, really? information into there. And they will give you, she will give you way more in-depth shit on like your, your markers that are on there that aren't included hmm. on 23andMe. So like I didn't know that I'm, uh, I don't, um, how do I say it? I don't produce as much vitamin D3 normally as other people do, mm. which I suspected because I, I have a depression, right? Mm. And that's one of the things, not getting enough D3. Mm. Um, and there was another one of like, um, there's a couple of them that like it was like pointing out a shit that I kind of already knew. Uh, if you go to foundmyfitness.com. I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah. You just pay, actually I think you can pay basically nothing, but you're recommended to donate $10. 
And uh, it gives you like way more in-depth stuff. And it actually gives you way more in-depth stuff on, on that gene about the, the athlete gene. Hmm. So cool. It was uh, it was pretty. I only knew that because um, there's a company called On It that I get um, a lot of like my fitness stuff through, and that's where I actually get my. Uh, I take a nootropic called Alpha Brain. Okay. That helps me like it's a cognitive enhancer. Does and, that work? Yes, it does. I love it. If you want to so, try some, I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I would love to. So I I've been trying to because I've been getting a lot of ads about different neuro drugs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God. I, anytime something new happens, I always wait to see, like, because other people will test it for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what does that do for you? Yeah, so for me, what I mainly use it for is just, uh, I use it a lot for jujitsu, to be honest. But in daily life, I, I don't take it, I used to take it almost every day. But now I, I don't because I try to only take supplements on days that I kind of need them. Mm. So that's usually on. Uh, but you feel an immediate change. Uh, within, like, an hour, yeah. <laughs> like, thoughts come faster. When I really? go do, like, jujitsu, uh I get in the alpha state, like the flow state. And way what part faster. of that brain is it affecting? Uh, I can't remember. I have to look look it up. But it definitely does affect like my ability to speak, my ability to. Um, what about side effects? There's no side effects. Really? Yeah, I, I've been taking it for more than two years now. I've is there no side effects? I would love to try that. Yeah, it's, or at it's, least know what it is. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Like it's like I can get focused like so much faster. I need to get focused. That's why I uh, I got. A lot of high performing stuff to do mentally, and I'm switching a lot between different problems, you know. Mm-hmm. So I definitely need to uh, get some uh, extra clarity to my thought process. There's a couple of ways. So uh, keto does that for me too. Like that's a side. Of, that's actually a side effect of ketosis mm. is uh, mental clarity. Um, and, but what I found one of the other ways that I can up my uh, brain capacity, so to speak, uh, every day. Is that every day in the morning now, if I'm not doing jujitsu, I will do like a quick workout routine in the morning. So what I mean by that is I'll just do three workouts, just like one set, Mm -hmm. and then I'll drink water, and then I'll have coffee. Got it. Right? And so what I'll do is I always do dips. I do like usually like around 35 dips, Mm -hmm. and then I'll do something uh, with my legs, and then usually something with my shoulders or with my, my back. And that's, that's all I'll do. That's only to basically let my body know that, hey, I'm awake. Let's get it done. Because I usually wake up before the sun is out, which is not natural for humans. So I'll just letting my body know, hey, it's, I'm up. What it's time, time to you go. Wake up? Uh, well, usually I get up at like, it's either 5.30 or uh, 6.45. And what time do you sleep? Two. I go to bed at like 10.30 or 11. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't go to bed late. I mean, sometimes I do, but not usually anymore, you know. Dude, I've been unable to... I'm definitely a night person. Mm-hmm. That's 100%. Um, but in the business world, it's better to be a morning person. Mm-hmm. So I've been having a lot of a hard time with that because uh, I can't seem to get in a rhythm where I wake up early and uh, don't stay up all night. Uh, well, your circadian rhythm is all off. Like, So tough. if you want, like probably one of the easier ways to do this is the way to get your body onto a normal clock is in the morning, get up when the sun comes up. And when the sun comes up, get outside and then stay outside for like five to ten minutes. Mm. Your body's going to know that, hey, you're outside. And if you happen to be outside five to ten minutes, do some kind of fucking workout Mm. five to ten minutes. That's going to let your body know that, hey, this is the time you're supposed to be up. And then once it gets dark, um, your phone, there's a program. Oh, yeah, I definitely do that. Oh, you do that? It turns the blue off? Yeah. Yeah, but you can do it on a computer, too. 
Yeah, you gotta do it on your computer and even your TV. Yeah. Actually, some people say that you need to cut out all the artificial light and you gotta wear like those blue blocker sunglasses. Yeah. For an hour before you sleep. Yeah. Um, because we're not evolved for all this shit. I know. <laughs> I'm. It's tough because I am a night person. I, you notice uh, how these lights are yellow. Yeah, no, I love it. The <laughs> but these are good. But the other ones are blue, so. Uh, uh, they're not on. Yeah, I would love to try those brain pills. Uh, one thing I've been doing recently which really helps is in the morning, at the end of my shower, I will make it ice cold for yes, 30 seconds. that's a good one. Yeah. 30 seconds is not even that long. No, no. But uh, at least I'll do it at the end because it does wake you up and you do feel sharper going into the morning. You know? Dude, we gotta go. We, get, we haven't floated yet, have we? We, we still haven't. We did. That's what, what we did. Talking about? That's right. Fuck. <laughs> uh, but we haven't done the cryotherapy. We definitely haven't no. done that. Yeah. All right. We gotta do that. Okay, I'll try that. Like that I went back cool. again. I think twice after you took me. Uh huh. But then uh, I just stopped being in that area and not really thinking about it. But um, gotta get back, man. Like it's it's. I mean, you had, you had a decent experience mm-hmm. every time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I took my sister like recently, and she uh, she couldn't do it. She was in there for like ten minutes. Chickened out. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just overthought it, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you done acid before? We talked about this. No, I have not. The only drugs that I have done... You don't do drugs. What do you mean? Would, would you do it? What? Yeah, I'd do it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I've done cannabis, so, you know, that's pretty much the only one that I've, that I've really done. So, other than that... Uh, booze, obviously, that's alcohol. I used to do tobacco, but other than that, I haven't done anything crazy. In oh. I've always wanted to do ayahuasca. So yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the most. I haven't tried that, but it seems like the most holistic um, thing to try. Uh, I don't know, man. I think you should try it, bro. I'll try. I'm gonna fuck. If you yeah. want to set it up, I'll do that with you. I'll do. I'll set up the whole experience the way it should be, which is like it's chill. You know, you have different options for music you can listen to whatever you want you should have a projector there so you can fuck with the visual visuals dude i'm definitely like, down yeah and then you'll like think about all sorts of cool shit like, yeah you'll just like break another barrier like honestly like cannabis compared to lsd is not even comparable that's like saying you know uh for your mind you know it's like saying that you you've done push-ups before versus you did a full like circuit training workout yeah, for your brain, yeah. you know? So, well, are, are you comparing? Well, so have you done like, you've done edibles, right? Yeah. Like, have you done like too much edibles? Yeah. It's not like that. That's okay, too okay. much edibles is terrible. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, that's when you think you're going to die. And, uh, even though you know, you can't die, you still think you're going to die. You can always die. But nobody's well, not from cannabis. Yeah, yeah. not from <laughs> cannabis. Unless they put some other shit. But you know, LSD, it's... I'm not going to talk it up too much. But I think I think you'll enjoy it. It's... it's uh, Actually, I guarantee you'll enjoy it. It's not like anything you could really imagine until you do it. But it's kind of... I guess the closest I could say is like... Have you ever had a moment where you just had an epiphany? Where like some thought or something in your life, an issue or idea just became so crystal clear? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Okay, so imagine that feeling, that moment, but for like six to eight hours straight. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like you come out a different person. Like yeah, you're yeah. like, whoa, like you really realize some deep shit. And I really believe that's why everybody from Steve Jobs to Bill Gates to even Elon Musk and yeah. artists like the Beatles and stuff, they all use LSD to 
gain uh, an insight on the, in themselves that they never had before. Now, that's not saying you need LSD to be like creative or, or to reach a new level. I think if you also like, let's say, meditated regularly, you could get to certain levels. Yeah. But it's a shortcut, and it's um, it's really interesting. It's just like uh, it's like you took the Lucy drug, but you just don't have like the ass kicking powers. You just huh. have like the mental part. Because what happens is like every day when you go throughout <coughs> your day is like your thoughts. And therefore, your actions are always filtered by your self-doubt, your self-judgments, judgments of other people that aren't yeah. even in the fucking room. You know what I mean? Like, your memories, your disappointments, your hopes, all that stuff. It, it really just clouds your, your thought process. So, thinking successfully, critically, always comes to, like, clearing your brain so that you're not letting that stuff affect your judgment. You yeah. Know? Um, and... And LSD like takes it all the way like that. And so you could think of any topic you want and you just cut right to the bone of that. Hmm. So I'll take it like when I'm really, I, I do it like maybe once every six months or something. Hmm. It'll be like when I feel like I'm really stuck on something and I, and I know I gave it like a lot of thought and I just can't turn it over in a different way. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I'll just fucking do this LSD. And then I think, I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's the answer. That's right. I should not give a fuck what people think about me and just do this. <laughs> nice, nice. You know, stuff like that. So we'll set it up. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that would be a cool experience. Yeah, you, I mean, you're totally right. There's like the there's like the id, right, mm-hmm. that fucks with like a lot of stuff. And then thinking about other people's ex- expectations are all fucked up. Like I've been kind of stuck with like um, my mom right now. Mm-hmm. Like it still like bothers me mm-hmm. that she's like, she's kind of fucked. And there's nothing I can do way. about it. Well, she basically, I didn't talk about this before with you. Maybe it's seems a little bit I probably did I probably haven't so my mom this so I'll preface this by saying like who my mom was okay. all right my mom is she's basically a genius okay. right she got uh invited to Mensa mm. um she lived in Alabama so despite being given bad code in life she was still a genius mm. all right and so even though she's real smart she still passed down a lot of like Our fucking things. bullshit bad right. code to me right. right and to her kids right but she was still really smart. And that's yeah. actually where I get my driving life from. It's yeah. from her. Like, I get all my stuff from, like, drive to, like, be driven. smarter herself. Yeah, in, like, a career from, right. from her. But then I get all my my social cues from my dad. Because mm. my, my mom was, like, she, she didn't have very many from friends. from the backside of being. Yeah. 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 Usually the social skills go down when your intelligence goes up. Yes. Yeah. And, it's like, her, the way she dealt with her kids were, you know, iffy at... <laughs> best so <laughs> like none of her kids lived with her for 18 years wow right so yeah. my my sister got kicked out when she was young she was thinking before she was like 10 mm. um, my brother got kicked out when he was 17 and then i left when i was 17 wow so and it had to do, a lot to do with abuse yeah. um i had to live i lived in a foster home for a little while uh-huh. because of abuse so shit was fucked up and there was like a lot of stuff that you know i put off talking to her about until we were older because it would have been too explosive yeah yeah and so i was i was waiting until a certain age and now i'm actually mature enough to talk about a mature decision yeah but (laughs) even at a young age yeah but now my mom is like what happened was so she retired like i think i guess i think it's three years now jesus fucking christ it's been a long time two or three years Mm -hmm. she retired from her job and then all of a sudden um her in the how she retired from how she quote unquote retired. I don't know exactly how it happened because I can't get the full story, but I know she she left her job, 
for retirement, I guess, but there might be some shadiness around that. Mm-hmm. So, um, stop working at our job, and then a couple months later, I get a call that my mom is sick and that she's not eating. Ooh. Like, like she's basically can't eat anything. And I'm like, what the fuck, you know? So, you know, I go to see her. This is when she still has, you know, cognitive abilities. So, I'm talking to her, she's like, yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm not feeling good. I'm not hungry. You know, uh, you know, I don't really know what's going on. I was like, you know, just go see a doctor. You know, it should be all right. And then whatever the doctor says, you know, just do what they, they tell you to do. You know, if, if for anything else, troubleshooting. Cause, and this is like right after a time where I had to be troubleshot for my uh, sure. my issues, right? Because yeah. I, I have a whole bunch of like uh, uh, gastric issues that oh, I had to okay. deal with, uh-huh. right? That they still, it took a long time for them to figure out. Mm-hmm. And it was at, she used to work at Stanford. She was the, a manager at Stanford. So she knows all about the shit I went through. Because mm. I, I went to Stanford to get up, you know, nice. shit worked out. And so... You know, she she couldn't eat for a long time. She basically wasn't eating for weeks, and eventually she slipped into a coma. Ooh. And I was just like, it was like super sudden. You know, slipped into a coma. She's in the ER, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then all this stuff came out. Like I just wasn't prepared for. It. Like she was diabetic, didn't tell anybody. She oh. wasn't managing it. She was like super low on vitamin K. Like all this shit was all fucked up, and she just didn't tell like her family. You know, like all this stuff happened. Well, when she eventually came out of the coma. She, for the lack of a better term, she basically like lost her mind. Like she wasn't there anymore. You know, um, they gave us no real medical explanation as to what happened to her. You know, oh, really. So she went in cognizant. Yeah. And came out like, just you can't even have a normal conversation. No, it's pretty. It's very difficult right now. Like she's gained some abilities back, but she still can't walk, and she still can't really carry a conversation. Maybe her health deficiencies caused some brain damage. Yeah, that's. That's what I think because her not really managing her diabetes and then not managing like other levels. And and the, the thing that fucked me up the most is that the doctors had told her to take certain things to like troubleshoot and she didn't do that. Mm. There's probably like a cocktail of chemical problems inside of her. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm like so on top of my nutrition now. And if you go into a coma, that means your body's like basically trying not to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Like, now I'm basically living in a world where I'm never going to get closure on what happened to me when I was a kid. And, like, none of the none of us, you know, brothers and sisters, we're not going to get that. And the most difficult part is that um, knowing that we're not going to get that, we still have to interact with, like, our you know, our stepdad. But he's basically been lying to us for, like, the longest time about how well she's doing. Everything. Well, yeah, he hit everything, and even to this day, he keeps saying, "Oh, yeah, you know, she's doing good." But meanwhile, she can barely talk. You know what I mean? It's like, and when Is I say it because he's willfully lying, yes, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that he's like he's he's majorly in denial. He's not lying to himself, though. Uh, so yeah. he is lying to himself. Yeah, he's lying yeah, to himself. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, and yeah. and I can't really bring it up. It's like I, I can't bring up any of this stuff because, I mean, it would destroy him to bring it up now. You know what I mean? And right. I, oh, because he, he didn't know that part of her. No, he did. I mean, he was there. Like when we, he was oh, part he of was like part the whole of deal. Her. Okay. Yeah, because he's basically the. The man who basically raised me. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, my dad was there too, but I lived with my mom and my stepdad you know, the most. So You can't get closure through him? No. No. Especially not right now. Mm. I mean, he has to, he's dealing with like... He's dealing with basically losing his wife and having to sit right. there every day. Yeah, so you're not trying to throw this random massive dump on top of him when he's already dealing with that. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's fucked up. I mean, obviously, I want to get closure, but... Not at the cost of somebody's sanity. You of know what I mean? Not. So she's not going to get better at all? No. Sure? She, she hasn't gotten better in two years. 
every time I see her, she's basically the same. She can carry on. Actually, she got better uh, a little bit because uh, when she first came out of the coma, she would curse. And she usually didn't curse that much, you know what I mean? And she was very combative. Mm -hmm. And it was just like she would scream, you know, it was crazy. She doesn't really scream that I've seen. Like the past few times I've seen her, she hasn't really screamed or, or cursed anymore, but... Are they changing her? Are they trying to solve it, or is it just like on coast mode? It's on coast mode at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like, That's a tough one. and I, I don't, I don't know how to get the information out of my, you know, my stepdad to see what was actually wrong because there might be an actual diagnosis that I just don't know about. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they, they already lied about you know diabetes and stuff like that, and then you know I, I was trying to explain to him like, you know, you can't like when she gets home eventually. When she, back then, when I was like, when she gets home, you can't really you know, feed her sugar. And that includes like fruits and like, you know, uh, fruit juice and shit like that. Like you can't really feed her that anymore. And he's still feeding her a semi, I mean, some of it is lower carb, but it's not like a diabetic diet as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. Cause I, I know now that if she was like on a ketogenic diet, it would pretty much eliminate her. Cause she's type two di- diabetic, not type one. So it will eliminate that. And so any, all these carbs that she's taking now are probably a contributing factor to mm. her state. So that's tough, dude. Yeah, you would have to like kidnap her and be like filthy rich, so you could try all these different things. Yeah. To, to help her. Um, but I mean, like, what questions do you need to ask to get the closure? Well, I want to know like why she did certain things when we were growing up. You know, like why did you think it was okay to like mm. you know beat her kid so much and. You know, basically, we were latch. I was latchkey kid since I was like eight years old. You know, so, I mean that that was good, but it was bad. Like it was, yeah, yeah, it was good because I'm like super independent, but it was bad because I, I basically grew up with like nobody in the house. But you if know? you had to pick one, would you need a reason for why she did it, or just an acknowledgement that she understands what she did was wrong? And I just want an acknowledgement would be enough for me to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, because especially given the fact that I knew that she went to like counseling with other people mm-hmm. for like childhood abuse but it's like why didn't you like talk to your kids you know what i mean i mean i in my experience you know my limited experience studying psychology people who do that stuff usually they they either suffer from trauma themselves or, which, which she definitely did yeah, yeah so and then so that's your answer right there plus you know she's if she's brilliant again there's just biological wiring that is out of her hands that's gonna make her make other decisions than, you know, let's say a normal person would. Yeah. And if it's exacerbated by the fact that she was abused or something, I feel, I mean, this is just my opinion. I would definitely, yeah, focus more on like less on the why. Cause the why is probably like out of her hands in a lot of ways. Right. You know what I mean? Well, it's also to let her know, I mean, it's kind of fucked up to say, but it's like, I, I want to understand that like what was done to us as children had consequences to us as adults. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't want to like, I want to have a conversation like me basically shitting on the way that she raised her kids because I understand there's difficult. I mean, I have kids. It's difficult. And I've, I've taken pride in breaking the cycle of abuse. Sure. You know what I mean? But at the same time, she needs to understand that there's, there's consequences that she doesn't see mm. to this. Like I live with PTSD from being a kid in that household mm-hmm. and having depression from growing up, yeah. you know, from that, from having to live through all that shit. And I just want her to understand that it's not necessarily to like shame her, but I wanted her to understand that there were like longer consequences. Like she only sees like the way that she raised us. And then she sees like me and my brother who are successful. Mm. You know what I mean? And she might think that, well, because we're, su- because 
we're successful, that's attributed to her the way she parented us. But it's really not. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I would I would venture one suggestion, which is that, um, and you could totally ignore this, but you know, like for instance, my dad, like I used to hate him when I was growing up. Like I hated him. Like I would tell people I hated my dad. You yeah. Know? Um, and I and I was very bitter towards him for, you know, until I was like probably twenty four or twenty five or something, you know. Yeah. And so I had an opportunity to work with him, and I took it because I guess I I I needed to have an opportunity to be around him to get some sort of closure. Yeah. And we had like terrible fights. You know what I mean? Like ape shit. Like I at one point to the point where I'm so angry about. Everything he did that fucked us up and all the things that I know that I'm fucked up because of what he did. I, like, smashed the store. You know what I mean? Like, I went Hulk smash. Like, I took a chair and, like, just broke a fucking, like, display case and, like... Because he just wouldn't acknowledge, like, the shit that he did, you know? And, you know, he's looking at it from his point of view. And then he totally broke and I realized how, like, much he already had his own regrets for his life, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I realized I'm never going to get the, um, full closure, like exactly what you're saying is like, why did you do this? There's so many decisions he made. I'm like, you just want to be like, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. Right. And that's natural human, uh, instinct to want to know. And then I realized though that, uh, he is going to die and that I'm not going to get the full closure I want, no matter how hard I try. Um, and this is with him being like cognizant like being able to like have a conversation you're still not going to get the closure right yeah because like he's looking at it from this point of view where it's like it's just total different world and you know he's just like like a little crazy right and uh um and then so the question for me became well while he's still alive could i maybe go to a different type of closure where uh i show him a higher level of love and kindness and uh in a sense like just giving love back selflessly to like make them more comfortable in their end of their life or whatever yeah well that that's another part that i kind of wanted but i'm not that's another thing i I just i'm not gonna get it you know what i mean yeah so but Uh, because she doesn't recognize what you're doing either yeah so there's like you know but maybe she does somewhere deep down I, I don't I don't think so. Maybe. I mean, I still see her, you know. I I, I try and talk to her, you know. Uh, like you call her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I call my my stepdad uh, today, but my mom. I guess so she, she doesn't was, have her own phone. You have to call the stepdad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She can't answer her phone. She like, she she wouldn't know how to answer her phone right now. That's rough, dude. So, I yeah, mean, yeah. But even in the smallest measure, maybe just give her as much love as you can. And but yeah, that's why. I mean, I I go and visit her when I can. Yeah. You know, I bring the kids around still, even though I know that it's it's damaging to me. To go and see her. You know what I mean? You know that. Yeah, I mean, for me, the question be- became like, okay, well, if I'm not going to get the full closure I want, but I still love him, like, at least when he dies, can I tell myself that I did the best I could in terms of, like, uh, it's almost like the Giving Tree story. Yeah. The yeah. kid is like a shithead. <laughs> like, fuck that kid. Like, he just likes uses the tree and like chops it down and doesn't come back until his whole life has fallen apart yeah. and he wants to sit on the fucking stump of the tree that he like destroyed and the tree is still like oh but i still love you like is there something i could do for you you know yeah and it's like a lesson lesson of unconditional love and it's like so hard for us to execute that but 
I guess with like for instance with my dad, I just like well look I'm not gonna get the closure I want, but uh, that that was also the closure I needed as you know a younger person. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's like when you get older, you're like okay, well some definitions have to change because you just have to. I mean, there's people like for instance my friend, he's uh he's also he's actually in not well he does jujitsu too, but he's also he's in MMA and he it was so funny I had him on camera and I was just like I just whipped the camera and I put it on and I was like say something true and he was like. I don't know why my dad left me. And then he like, you know, oh, wow. and he's like a super like, <laughs> you know, tough, like SoCal, like fucking hella tattoos, like, you know, badass kind of dude. But when I put him on the spot, he just had this like Freudian slip where he's like, obviously like his dad left him when he was a child and he never got that closure in his whole entire life. Yeah. So I'm like, there's, you know, if there's a certain thing uh, psychologically is in terms of judging yourself on a relative scale of happiness. So you could be like, well, I don't get this closure, but at least I get to see my mom and tell her I love her. You know what I mean? Versus there's people who are like, yeah, my dad abused me and then left me when I was five and I never saw them again. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I mean, even though like what I said, you know. It's it's valid, but like right now, like I've already accepted the fact that I'm not getting closure. Sure. So it's it's to me it's it's okay. And but you're saying it still affects you though. Uh, a little bit, but I mean not that much. Yeah. Like, I mean obviously, I, I guess it still does, mm-hmm. right? But I also see like as I've grown up, like I understand that parents make mis- makes make mistakes. So for me to say that I don't have closure, um, even if I could talk to her, it wouldn't be like detrimental. Like even if, if the answers that she gave were not like what I wanted to hear. It right. wouldn't matter because I understand that parents make mistakes. Like you do right. the best you can. I only know that now because I'm a fucking parent. Right. Like there's shit that I, I would have done differently with uh, my oldest daughter that I'm correcting with my youngest daughter. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And that's it's like the, even when you try hard with good intentions, you make mistakes. Yeah, you're probably still gonna, you're gonna fuck some shit up. Yeah. And that's still. And, and, I can totally see that. But the thing that's gonna be different though is that when, once my daughter gets to a certain age, I'm gonna explain to her like what the fuck happened. She right. doesn't know. You want to like, give her the comfort of that that you're conscious yeah yeah i don't think i don't want her to think that i'm just going to ignore like what happened in parts of her life like i want i want her to at least understand my side of the story and whether or not she wants to accept that or not that's up to her right but i want her to know that you know this is this is what happened and i'm not going to lie to her about it you know i think she'll be fine i mean from my experience she's obviously loves you and she's proud of being you know, your kids. So. We get, we're in the fight still, man. We just got another big one. Of course, she, dude. Yeah. She's, she's fucking 15, you know. Yeah, it's like, dude, <laughs> yeah. Hormones are going crazy. The, the fights are going to keep coming for a while. But, but, but she has like, right now she has like this really bad trait of like lying and then pretending that she didn't lie. You know what I mean? I mean, every teen explores their boundaries in the world in different ways. Yeah. And they rebel in different ways. What I'm saying though is my observation is, is that she has the underlying current of loving you. Yeah. So... You got to ride the storm out and do your best. And then when she's like early, mid-20s, she's going to start coming around again. Hopefully. Know? But this is the fucked up part that like everybody that I talk to, they don't... You're probably not even going to understand. Well, you yeah. might understand it. Yeah. Um, is that I'm always going to know that she uh, she picked her mom over me. And I don't <laughs> think that she understands... Like, I do understand that because my dad throws that shit at me all the time. Yeah. The last huge fight we had was about that. He said that I don't love him and that I just always pick my mom's side. Wow. And I was like, whoa. I was like, for you to say that I don't love you is just so dramatic. You well, know? Yeah, I don't know. She lo- yeah, that's, <laughs> I know, but yeah, I'm saying yeah. you know, but, <laughs> yeah. but I totally know that feeling because um, in the end, 
a kid does pick a side. Yeah. Like, in the end, like... Like, even, like, for me, one of, one of the things I, I hated was, like... So, my parents were together for a long time. They hated each other or were miserable for a long time. Uh, you know, my dad slept on the couch for, like, 15 years before they separated. Mm-hmm. And uh, when by the time they did, I was happy for them. Because I was like, oh, God. Like, yeah, let you both go your own way. Yeah. However, it started sucking when I was like, oh, wait. But there's actually only one Thanksgiving every year. Who do I spend time with? Yeah. Oh, there's actually only one Christmas. Who do I spend time with? And you end up spending more time with whoever you feel more guilty for. Or who brainwash you more. Or who, whatever yeah. the story is. But the point is, like, you do end up picking a side. So, look, you're going to feel that. But at the same time... It's also like when kids, uh, parents lie and say that they love all the kids equally. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> and this, there's favorites. I'm sorry, yeah. but even if it's one percent more, there's a favorite. Well, this is the fucked up part is that <laughs> she was lied to about me, mm-hmm. and she doesn't even realize it. Like, so like one time she had me. I, I had to back up like one. I think it was like her laptop or her phone. It was her phone, mm-hmm. and this is like when she was real little. Mm-hmm. And so I was backing up her phone um, to get like some videos and stuff, and there was a video on there. Of her like walking down when she was living in she lives in Michigan when she was living with her grandparents she's walking down the stairs, and she's like oh yeah and she's talking to like her phone and she's trying to get her her grandparents on video, and she's like oh yeah my dad's not here because he's he's in he's overseas getting rich, and what I was just the... like, and then I told her I was like, you know that I I didn't go overseas to get rich right and she's like what are you talking about and I was like somebody told you that I was going overseas to get rich she's like no nobody ever told me that and I was like. I, I literally have it on camera, like that. You said that, like right. it's you. Right. You know what I mean? And she's like, "No, I didn't." Have, I was like, "This is like how you like basically brainwash somebody, brainwash you know somebody against their parents." Mm-hmm. It's shit like that because that's what she was told when I went overseas. She was not explained to. This is what I want to explain to her is like when I went overseas, it wasn't to get rich. It was to like pull us out of debt. Mm-hmm. Like we would have been like we would have been fucked. Like if it wasn't for me, like taking that sacrifice to go overseas and make that money, and that money was just to pay off our debts. That's all it was for. I mean, I was, and it was at the cost. Of, of my fucking life. Right. You know what I mean? Right. No, you put your life on the line for it. I mean, I, I would still suggest just keep writing it out. Just keep trying your best. And eventually, when you have to drop the hammer, do it in a way that as if you are sympathetic to her mom. Yeah. And don't do it in a way like where you're doing me versus her. Just be like, well, I respect that, her, her, her but also... I've been waiting for the right time to tell you my side of the story. Yeah. If you wait long enough, if you wait when she gets out to the point where she's conscious again, where she can like... That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, yeah. that's what you got to wait for. And until that point, you can't really throw shade at anybody because it's just going to come back to you. Yeah, that's why. But it's, it's been just like a giant waiting game. Which is like, that dude, sucks, dude. I just want to tell her. so yeah. anxious, though. Yeah. Um, I think she'll be fine, dude. Just from what I've seen of her around you, she, she'll she'll get it. Um. You just got to write it out, bro. Kids are a pain in the ass. They are. They, they we can were, be. Yeah. We were... I mean, all kids, when they're teens, just go completely insane. And you got to, like, just try your best. That's, that's why I put in martial arts, so I don't feel bad when I choke them out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's it's like, funny. well, you should know how to defend yourself. You know what I mean? Right. It's, like, fuck it. it's all just training. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, my, you know, my, my uh, youngest, she's definitely going to... Like, it's just, just going to be different. Like, I just... I've noticed that I was too young. I mean, you know, my oldest, she wasn't playing. And I so was... So you just, you just weren't ready at the time? No, no, yeah. I wasn't. I was basically fucking retarded. Right. Like, most people in their 20s are basically fucking retarded. You I know? mean, I, honestly, men are children in their 20s. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're just given more responsibility. 
<laughs> but we're still kids on the brain. Yeah, know, I so. I didn't recognize like how deficient I was in areas until I hit like my 30s. And that's when I was like, hold the fuck on. Maybe I'm an asshole. And <laughs> let's just change everything. And I was right. like, first of all, I'm overweight. Let's yeah. change that shit. Yeah. Second of all, let's get some new skills. Right. You know what I mean? And then I was just like, I, I turned like my entire life around when I hit 30. No, yeah. I think that's great. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, when it comes to boys growing up, they just don't know what the fuck they're doing and they wreck shit. When I, you know, my last girlfriend who I was with for like almost six years, she got pregnant and, you know, uh, I convinced her to have an abortion because uh. I knew that, she, you know, I wasn't going to be ready, you know? Yeah, yeah. And looking back, it's like, that's a tough one, man. You're going to hurt. But uh, at the same time, I would have wrecked that kid's coding because, dude, I was like 24. Yeah. And I honestly don't think I even matured until like a couple years ago. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I would have definitely fucked that kid up. Not just by me not even knowing what I'm doing in life, but also uh, we would have had such a terrible relationship that yeah. it would have caused a lot of harm. So that, that was, you know. I mean, that's good. I mean... It's good and bad. I mean, it's good that you recognize that, right? But it's bad that, you know, abortion, I mean, obviously, the woman's right to choose, I'm, I'm totally for. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. you know, I'm pro-choice. But it's, it's still, like, it's a fucked up scenario, you know? Yeah, after going through it, I realized um, it's definitely not to be taken lightly. And it's definitely not something that you should just assume that you need to do one over the other. Like, I growing up, I always assumed in the back of my head that if I had a baby unplanned, I would just, like man up and like do go with it but then when the moment came i totally didn't and i like was so miserable with her that i knew that I w- it would just get like insane worse oh so your, your relationship wasn't good at that point no we bro- i literally broke up with her and then like a week later she told me she was oh, okay well then yeah <laughs> it was like a, and then i stayed with her for another four years out of guilt Basically. Oh, that's it was well. Terrible. You know, I, I know how that is. I mean, I <laughs> stayed with my ex for you yeah know, a long time. Yeah, so. and so uh, you know, but the moment that it actually hurt because I was really numb to it is I uh, I was actually working at my dad's shop and this little kid came in. He was probably like three, four years old, and he was just like so bright and happy and was just this beautiful little kid. And I realized it finally hit me. I was like, holy shit! I was like. If I had that baby, no matter how bad things were between me and her, I would have still, like, loved the shit out of that baby. Yeah. And that's when it hurt. I was like, oh, damn. I just, like, did kill something that I would have loved. Yeah. Anyways, you know? Um, but, you know, at the same time, it happened. And and the truth is, I would have fucked up that kid. I would have done a lot of, you know, mismanagement as a parent, you know? Yeah, I mean, being a parent is, is fucking hard. That's why I'm, I'm so happy that, like, it's cool having, like, a kid... Like, right now in my life. You know, when we adopted last year, I was just like, this is so much fucking easier now that I'm older. Like, I don't have, like... Your decision-making is totally different. Yeah, and, like, my ego is... Mm -hmm. Some of it's still there, but it's, like, it's way easier for me to focus on a kid and, like, their needs, like, understanding them Mm -hmm. as a baby than when I was when I was, like, (laughs) in my early 20s, you know? Yeah. And, you know, when you're, like... I think I was was 23 when she was born, Mm -hmm. and you're still all about me. Right, of course. You know what I mean? I, I still, like, obviously put in, like... I try to make it about her, mm-hmm. but I'm still worried about me. You right, know what I mean? Right, so, right, I'm right. like, and like now, like when you're in your 30s, man, it's just, shit is just, you're way better. You should be a much better person at that point, you know? You should. I mean, ideally, most people follow a curve where they become somewhat better. 
but yeah, much better would be nice. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like I said, like when I, I I used, I'm gonna do a podcast eventually, like how I fucking turn my life around. Mm. But yeah, like turn my life That's around a at good thirty. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, it, it it'll it'll be a good one because like I did a lot of shit, and a lot of shit I probably didn't even have to do because like honestly, like the the my ex wife. She was a fucking asshole. Like just to be just to be completely honest, you know, <laughs> she's a fucking asshole. Yeah. And for me to like go through and like you know, do like a super deep introspective shit on me, like how can I fix anything that I might have fucked up? You know, what I mean, I didn't have to do anything like that, but I did because I knew that, you know, whoever whoever I was going to be in a relationship next, I didn't want to fall into the same pitfalls as I did with that that relationship. That's you know what exactly I mean? what happened to me too. Because after my last relationship, I was like, man, the next girl. Is gonna get is gonna be so lucky because they're gonna get like a much better version of me. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it's true. My girl right now is lucky as fuck because you're I, still with the same chick, right? Some, yeah, yeah, I, the same chick that you met, Asia. But uh, she she's good to me too. But I'm just saying, like I, she thinks I'm the perfect boyfriend. She doesn't really. And when somebody's met you that way and they haven't experienced the asshole version, it's hard yeah. for them to picture when you say, oh, no, but actually I was an asshole in the past. They're like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's like, no, if you actually met me before, like, you would you would have been really hurt by now. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, uh, I'm really, gra- really glad that uh, me and K-Mac, that mm-hmm. uh, she met me, like, when she did. I mean, actually, it was good and bad because... She met me at a time where like I was a, I was a better person, but I she had to see me go through a, a lot, lot of, of shit. Still, yeah. Well, it wasn't just like changes that I went through like that I planned on. Like she had to see me go through a divorce. Mm. She had to see me go through like a shitload of medical issues. Like I was in and out of the ER, dude, for like that's crazy. Dude. Six months, dude. You know, like that's scary. Yeah, like it was awful. And she's the one with fucking congenital heart disease. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's had three open heart surgeries. What? And for her to be there for me, like. But that's also how you figure out when somebody is right for you when they do stick with you through that stuff. Yeah, that, that's how I knew she was like the one. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I agree. So kudos to all the girls out there that make it possible for their men to uh, do their thing. And to all the cunts out there, fuck off. No, I'm just kidding. Learn. Become a better person. Yeah, be a better um, person. Be a better person. I actually have a stand-up bit that I would do. I would have... I would have, or I would do if I were in stand-up, but it would be about how, like, girls, if you get confused why sometimes guys are mean to you, sometimes. <laughs> it's fucking you. It's because you're a cunt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and sometimes the only reason why you're even getting any attention is because of your vagina or that you're hot. Oh, yeah. But yeah. if it was based on your personality, you would, like, literally be begging in the street for people to look at you, you know? Yeah. Um... Yeah. I mean, there's like a lot of women that are lucky that um, men have this s- sexual drive, especially yeah. when you're young. That shit overrides damn near anything. Everything. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of women that are married that are boring as hell, but because they have a vagina, they are married. Yeah. And even when like, even when they're married, it's not even just the vagina. It's the fear of financial downfall if you get a divorce. That's the reason why you're <laughs> fucking... You've been married for so long. I mean, that's what happened to me. I was just well. Actually, it was more than that. But it was I was you know, I mainly stayed married for my my daughter. Right. And then once I realized that it wasn't gonna work that way. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna be an awful person if I stay in this relationship. You know, what I mean, like I can't like I can't be positive right. with somebody like this. Like, she just was not for me. Yeah. You know. I mean, that's what I realized too from my dad and my mom is that at a certain point, 
Look, you did your damage to your kids, but you gotta, at some point, no matter how bad you've been to other people, you got to be good to yourself somehow. Yeah. And that does mean moving on and, like, sometimes just starting a new life, you know? Yeah. And like, so, unfortunately, that's just the reality. You know, we're just all fragile, fucked up, emotional creatures that just fuck each other up. And because we're interconnected through birth, you know, it's like you just it's the imperfectness of humanity you know yeah it's 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 really weird you know when your parent because you know your kids they don't choose you right and i think a lot of a lot of parents kind of forget that yeah and then you push upon them your entire philosophy for raising a kid whether it's conscious or unconscious and most people are even good people. We're just all have flaws and, and they get magnified when you're raising your kid, you know? Yeah. So. Because especially when you can start getting impatient when they're crying and shit. You're just like, oh right. my fucking God, just shut. You know, it's just like, if you, if you can take a step back, but it's hard to do, right. um, you'd be better off for it. And just understanding that you're, at least for me, because I don't, I, I'm an atheist, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I don't, <laughs> it's just a thing, a label, whatever the fuck. But, you know, I, I don't believe in an afterlife or, or some shit like that. But, I do, I do heavily believe that my immortality is in my children. True. And if, if I can instill in them uh, values that they can keep going forward, that's my immortality. True. You know? I mean, that's the most basic but also deep and important thing that you can do in your life is just try to impart some good values upon the next generation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, put your kids in judo or jujitsu. <laughs> uh, it's really good for kids. Like yeah. I've I've seen kids turn around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't talk smack about your spouse until they're ready for it. Yeah. Um, Get yeah. out of bad relationships early. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you do hit them, write a sorry note and leave it somewhere in your house <laughs> before <laughs> the shit note. goes bad, so that they can find it. Are you talking day. about your, your kids or your spouse? Uh, either one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my friend, he what he was doing with his son was uh, he opened an email account for him when he was born. That's what we were going to do, but I forgot to fucking do it. And then yeah. he started sending emails to him pretty yeah. much every day, writing a letter about what he did in the day and what his personality like was. And when he was a shithead, what, why he was acting like a shithead. Yeah. Actually, I did open an email account, but I haven't emailed her that many times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a cool habit to get into. Um, even though he's fucking his kid up too, you know. But at the same time, you know, he's trying to. That's because he's, you know, he, I'm not gonna name him or anything. But his, you know, he's having some marital issues, and I'm like, dude, whatever you do, just every decision you make, try to ask yourself, what can I do to fuck my kid up the least? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if you're gonna divorce, like do it clean. Don't fucking like get caught with a bunch of hookers and yeah. like that's how you got divorced. Like, you know what I mean? Because that's going to be what you're. And that's exactly what I told him. I was like, dude, you got to think like your wife is with your kid all the time. Yeah. If you fuck her over, all she's going to do is talk shit about you and trash you to the kid and brainwash them to hate you. I was yeah. like, so whatever you do, like just do it as cleanly as possible. That was my advice. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, like if you're already thinking about. If you think about getting divorced, you're, right. you're already at that point. To be honest with you, you should you should have already got it done. <laughs> yeah. And that's like a, I know it's a fucked up thing to say, but for the, the majority, yeah, for the majority, for the outliers, hey, you know, more power to you. But yes, statistics wise, yeah, if you're already thinking divorce, just 
But yeah, find a, a decent way to do it and just get it That's done. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is like I think that in this day and age, there's a way to at least conduct yourself with an amount of respect and self-respect and um, transparency in a way. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, like I just don't love your mom anymore. I love you, but yeah. you know, your your mom and I don't love each other. So, you know, that's gotta be a tough conversation. Though I couldn't, I wouldn't want to be in that conversation. It is tough, especially when no matter what, they're gonna take it back. Badly oh yeah, as well. <laughs> well, especially when you're when you're trying to cover up for like what the other person did. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like when she learns the whole story, I don't think she'll be able to like look at her mom the same way. Like I can, like I literally have documentation of her saying, like she's gonna do things a certain way, and then I can give her the court documents of mm-hmm. when you know what she did in court, and it's just like she totally like she went behind my back and fucked. Like if she would have just told me straight up like what she was gonna do, it'd have been way better. But for the fact that she had to hide it, you know what I mean? She and, did it in the dishonorable way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, that's a tricky road. I mean, it's funny because even my dad, I know that he's not said some things about my mom just because he doesn't want to like ruin my perception of her and you know i kind of respect him for that because i'm just like maybe i don't want to know some of the stuff you know yeah even though he's pissed that i picked her you know (laughs) like he's still like holding back on like that that last thing that he could do to like try to destroy her you know but uh, I respect him for not doing that. So, well, yeah. In the on the other side, like, so my mom talked a lot of shit about my dad. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, my dad was like the coolest fucking guy, like that I knew, and right. you know, um, I mean, later in life, like, because my my dad passed away. Uh huh. Um, but now that he passed away, there's like things that I have questions in my mind that I wanted to ask him because I thought he was a great guy. But the only thing I wanted to know was why. Uh, what happened like after because he they broke up and he basically like quote unquote kidnap I, I have a problem saying kidnap because you can't kidnap your own fucking kid basically he took me and my brother with him when he left mm. and so eventually he uh, he gave us back and they went through the court battle and all that shit Damn. mom got custody and uh, I just want to know like after that um, was there a reason why he didn't fight for us again because I, I know I went with my daughter Mm-hmm. I fought for like three or four years mm-hmm. to get custody of her. And the only reason why I stopped is because I realized that if I eventually did get custody of her, I would fuck up her life temporarily. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to fuck up her life temporarily at that young of an age. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, you know, that she also, she had a preference to, to being with her mom and she didn't, I mean, I, I didn't want to take her out of like schools and shit like that, mm-hmm. you know, just because. trying not to disrupt her life too much. Yeah. And she doesn't understand that. Like I didn't, I didn't even tell her that yet. You know what I mean? That's the only reason why I stopped fighting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really wanted to ask my dad. Because like, I, I had him like on hero status like the longest time. But it's like, hey, you know, in retrospect, like, why didn't you go by it this way? I just want to know. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 no matter what he said, I'd have been fine with it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know. Yeah, it's the, you know why? It's because we are part of them and we are their legacy. So it's like that eternal. That's actually my part of what I realized I got to deal with my parents in terms of closure is like, when they pass, there's going to be so many things that I don't know about them. Yeah. Like, my picture of my parents is so incomplete. It's just a tiny, like, moments that you're given through their words or photos or something, and you really don't know them, you know? Especially 
pre-internet age, right? Because there's no records. Yeah, well, this is what's kind of cool about podcasting, right? Yeah, so your your daughter can know that you're a degenerate, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, uh, <laughs> this is basically, we're basically, unless there's like some kind of, you know, extinction level event, this podcast is basically immortal. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah, so, fuck idiots. No, but um, I'll think of something better to say about that. But I, I think, uh, you know, I... Uh, but also what I learned about kids and parents just going through it myself is that if you love your kid enough and you tell them often enough, it actually almost doesn't matter what you do in terms of your personal life or whatever, because, uh, well, to a certain extent, well, I mean, yeah. besides rape and other, yeah. like heinous stuff, but like, you know, being an asshole or jerk sometimes, or even being controversial, you know, like, you know, Hugh Hefner's son loves the shit out of his dad. Yeah. You know, it's not even with the articles about his dad being manipulative and abusive and stuff like that. That's not going to stop him. No, no. You know what I mean? So it's like in the end, all you can do is like try your best and show as much love as you can to them and then hope that they come around, you know? Yeah. Just realizing that like nobody's perfect. Right. So. Right. And then if you get super balling rich, then you can start lavishing them with gifts and make the other spouse look very bad you know that's bad though. oh your mom can't buy you a lamborghini yeah it's okay come over here <laughs> well you know you know what's funny about that though is that <laughs> i don't kidding. know I'm a, kidding, by the way. well I, I don't know a single affluent child that grew up to be a good adult you know what i mean there's well they're out there i'm sure uh, uh, I, I don't know it is tough actually that's what mark cuban said is his greatest challenge in life has nothing to do with business it's how to keep his kids from being a shithead. Yeah, because... He literally said that's his biggest challenge in life. Can you imagine that? You're yeah. like a billionaire and your hardest thing is for your kid not to be a shithead. Yeah, well, you have to like... <laughs> they're giving they're giving all this stuff. They're, they haven't earned it. It ruins their programming. Yeah, oh yeah. I think... They aren't, you know, appreciative of stuff, you know? And you know what's weird? It's, it's on both ends of the spectrum. Like if you have super rich, affluent children, mm-hmm. they grow up to be not good adults. On the same... On the extreme other end, you have poor families mm. that are given... They pass on a lot of terrible fucking rituals and things, too. Yes, but it's also the fact that they're given... Like, if you're on, like, food stamps and shit like that, you're given all that stuff. Mm. Right? Oh, and you're right, not, you're right. You're not earning it. takes it. away... Exactly. Yeah, and so I think that's really bad, too. I have a friend that talks about that, but he can't say it publicly because he's not black. You can say... I'm mean, attacked about it. Yes, you can, because, <laughs> poor, like, most poor people are white. But he talks. Oh, that's true. But he, I guess most. Yeah, that's true. But he, he just talks about how like the whole welfare thing just totally crippled. It did. It crippled. You know? It crippled the black community. I can, I can say that unequivocally. Yeah. yeah. It did. Yeah. Like if you look at um, almost the vast majority of people that are on, uh, you know, state assistance, right. they're not living a, a good life. No, because again, I think human psychology is so basic. I, I always say the same things to people: is that. Kids and dogs need to be trained the same way, which is like early and consistently and with strong values. And you cannot break because when you break that stuff, they automatically revert to their more primal instincts, which is like if you're just given a bunch of shit, you're not going to appreciate it. You can appreciate any of it. It's all relative value. You know, it's like basic human psychology. Um, And then that obviously privilege bleeds over to ruin a whole bunch of stuff. Oh yeah, you know, like we're supposed to work for things. When you're right. just given things, like this is that's not a a normal human like pathway. Right. You know, we're not given stuff. We earn stuff. Right. Yeah. That's why I would definitely uh, put my kids through very strict training 
regimen. I heard like Schwarzenegger did a lot of stuff because he talked about that too, how difficult it is to raise kids when they have everything. So he would do stuff like um, uh, turn off all the hot water in the whole house. <laughs> so they had to take cold showers for like a week. Just wow. to just any little thing that he said. Because when he was growing up, the reason why he's Arnold Schwarzenegger is because his parents... He grew up rough, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. His parents, like he said that to eat meals, he would have to do push-ups. Like, so if dinner time comes, he'd have to go and do 100 push-ups before he could even sit down and eat. Wow. So they, like, trained his brain to associate working hard for even, like, the most basic, like, comfort that a normal kid would take for granted. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of, it's kind of fucked up, but it's also, it's good. No, that's you know what, what I'm mean? saying. Yeah. Like, it could have, well, first of all, that experiment could have went bad, but obviously it went right because that man achieved, like, way more than, like, Point one percent of the planet. Yeah, you know he, I mean? he got the fuck his eyes made. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he, he got yeah. to the point where you know a maid forty years younger than him would fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> I I think that Arnold Schwarzenegger is he's a really I think he's a cool guy. He's actually a decent governor. Mm-hmm. Most people in California don't want to really admit way that. Way better than people say. Oh yeah, like Ray the, Davis was god awful. And the guy who's the guy now, Jerry, Jerry Brown. Brown he yeah. the guy's a motherfucker. He raised yeah. our gas taxes and he raised our fucking registration. He's going out guns blazing. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. You know, this is, like, the government is so fucking weird about, like, the way they collect taxes. It's like, in any other life, like, if you're a normal person, and say you make $100,000 a year, but every year you're spending $300,000 a year, and th- but you're still asking for more loans, does that make any fucking sense? That's basically what they're doing right now. You know what I mean? They just keep doing it, and mm. people just keep accepting it, and it's, and it's fucking wrong. That's true. But no, Schwarzenegger accomplished a lot, and I'm, you know, I'm just illustrating that kids need to be trained consistently, um, like dogs. You just gotta. It's all pleasure and pain. It's like reward for doing the right thing and pain for not doing the right thing. Maybe well, not, not corporal pain. Yeah, it depends on know, what kind of pain. Yeah, pain yeah, like yeah. there's consequences. Pain like you yeah. don't get to play your Xbox for eight hours straight if yeah. you don't, you know, do your homework or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I remember like you know when. My oldest was younger. You know, spanking was a okay. thing. Yeah. But now it's not. Like, and I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm almost 90, 98% against, like, spanking. physically harming your children to prove a point. Because, yeah. I mean, it, like, when you think about it, it's kind of fucked up because you're so much bigger than they are. But it's not to say sometimes they don't maybe deserve a little Homer Simpson-style choking. For sure. But... but they, you still can't do it. What's the way I thought about it? Like, <laughs> if I have to come down to, like, physically harming a child to prove my point, right. who's the smarter person? No, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean is you're not you're not actually uh, thinking smart enough to how to impart a lesson to somebody without punishing yeah. them physically. And then once I realized that, like, I, I, you know, I would use other forms of punishment uh, with my daughter, and it worked It worked better than spanking them. Mm. You know what I mean? Because me just spanking somebody just shows that I can hurt you. You know? Yeah, and spanking, the problem is you hurt them, and it just activates this wild, like, emotion. Yeah. So they don't really respond intelligently anyways. Yeah. Um, so it's just like dogs, too. Again, if you just beat a dog, they don't understand why you're beating them. They're just going to turn mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm also with you. No, no to uh, corporal punishment. But I, I will let my youngest daughter cry. Like, every, she's like a really good kid. But there's one like, maybe like... That's funny you say that, because I feel the same way too. I feel like, and I don't know if this is a true theory or not, but I've heard people say that like, 
you know, because kids are taking your cues, like, if you fucking go over to them and pamper them every time they fall and cry, you teach them to cry yeah. all the time because they're going to get attention. Yeah, and it's also, like, when they're, when they throw up, like, if she, like, falls and she's, like, legitimately hurt, like, obviously I'll pick her up. Of course. You know, but but usually when she falls, I'm just like, oh, you're okay, and she's right. usually okay. Right. Right, but there's times where, like, she throws, like, a fit, and it's been very few times. Yeah. Where it's just like, all right, you're obviously throwing a fit. You're chilling for a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you calm down. I'm coming back and everything will be all right. Yeah. But uh, there's been like, there's people that will, you know, when their kids are throwing a fit, they'll like have inappropriate responses. Like yeah. they'll either like. Buy them cake? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like give them rewards right. or on the other end, like, you know, harm them. And it's right. just like, you can't. Both are bad. Yeah. Yeah. They have to know that, you know, crying, first of all, would not get you anything. Right. And then second of all, you ain't getting a fucking reward. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So. That's true. What else are, is on our topics? Uh, oh, we went down a parent we hole. We went fucking deep on that shit, didn't yeah. we? Jesus. And that wasn't even on the list. I know. So just, we were just That's talking good. about it. Um, I want to talk about <clears throat> human kindness. Yeah, we're this is probably the longest podcast that we've done, but I don't Let's really do it. give a fuck. Either. Yeah. Um, human kindness is like a thing that... So I don't know if you knew this, but there was like a... Actually, I posted on Facebook. You might have saw it. I know you're not always on Facebook, though. Mm-hmm. So there was a guy who... Um, I'm friends with who's another podcaster. He's uh, a podcast called Pre-Recorded Live, mm-hmm. and he got diagnosed with cancer for the second time. Mm-hmm. And so he had, he talked about I, I can talk about it because he talked about it on his podcast. But okay. he basically, the first time he, he lost one of his testicles, second time because he had t- 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 testicular cancer. He had to lose the other one. He had to lose the other one. Fuck. And so I decided to uh, go out and surprise him. Um, so me, uh, K Mac, and my daughter, my youngest daughter, we all we all flew out and surprised mm-hmm. him. And like legitimately didn't know. Like yeah. I, I set up through like. His, uh, his wife and his other podcast friend that was on there. And it was like the coolest thing ever. Um, he oh, was, I think I saw that on Facebook, yeah. Yeah, like I made a video of it. Yeah, yeah, And so it was like the coolest thing ever. And I think that like human kindness is like, it's so stupid. It's like, duh. But this shit could fucking save the world. Like it was such a good feeling to sh- just like showing my face mm. that somebody was like brought to tears with happiness just like being there. You know what I mean? And I started thinking about like how people don't show human kindness on a mm. daily basis. I agree. I, that's a huge thing people need to learn. I I try to practice it almost just to keep keep it as a habit sometimes. Like, even if, uh, I don't know, like, I'll regularly buy food for homeless people or just try to help people, you know, when I can. But um, it's kind of huge, man. I, and it's it's really true that it's the kind of thing that the more you give the more you get and yeah. uh, you know people uh, it's like mother teresa said how you know she gives out of selfishness because she gets the ultimate reward out of it by knowing that she helped these people you know so I, well mother teresa we'll talk about that yeah. on a different podcast okay <laughs> was, she, was she a cunt as well uh well, we're on the human kindness thing, so I don't yeah. want to like derail okay. the fucking conversation. Okay. I'll, I'll do some research on well, her. Well, she let people suffer. Oh yeah, I'll just put it that way. Okay, I'm sure there's some controversy. Yeah, <laughs> but she did also help a lot of people. She did. Too. She did. Yeah. So she felt good about the people she helped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and and I totally agree, man. I think uh, you know we don't get enough training. That's the kind of stuff that people need to learn more and more in an early age. You know, uh, have you seen uh, Where to Invade Next? Uh, that's a Michael Moore film, right? Yeah, yeah I don't, don't watch really care about Michael Moore. Well, no. one thing that was interesting was that, like in Finland, uh, so you're not actually a, there's no private schooling. It's actually illegal to create a school that's privately funded. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they have to all they're all public and they have to be acceptable to every uh, social class. So a byproduct of that is that because like a billionaire's kid has to go to the same school as like a janitor, those billionaires make sure that all the public schools are really yeah, fucking funny. good. Yeah. And then, you know, it's not just that, it's that these kids grow up from childhood with a poor best friend yeah. or, you know, and so they're exposed to, you know, the different lives of people early on. And so when they become older and in power and stuff, they're a lot less cruel because they can empathize with the fact that they grew up with somebody that might be affected by an issue that they're going to, you know, vote on or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I think that's an awesome way to do it. But mm-hmm. in America, that'd be difficult. Well, but, everything's harder in America because it's big. Yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah. not that it's big is that there are things that were designed in the past that still affect the future, like redlining, right? So you're going to have places, you know what redlining is? Mm-hmm. So basically, if you were uh, African-American, or I think just a minority in general, if you weren't white, you couldn't buy homes in certain areas, mm-hmm. all right? So you were basically, that, that's why we still have ghettos today, is mm-hmm. because they, they basically forced people to live in these undesirable places that were underfunded. Mm-hmm. And that's not, well, it obviously changed, but the mindset is basically driven into those into those people that live in those places to like never leave, even though mm-hmm. they can. Mm-hmm. So they're basically a prisoner of their own design mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the reasons why you couldn't do it in America because you already have places that are underfunded. So it doesn't matter if billionaires had to go to school with poor people because in that area, there's no fucking billionaires. You know right. What I mean... I mean th- Come on, there's there'd have to be a totally different school system and financial system and prison system. And yeah, we need to change a lot of shit. There's a whole bunch of yeah. interrelated industry industrial complexes that are uh, just terrible. So, oh, but, yeah. but I'm saying though, but more to illustrate that finding ways to bring kindness into somebody's upbringing, um, it's just another life skill that should be taught. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just like traveling, going to Africa, like you know things like that. That shit was important for me, just because. You know, I never um, felt such a strong urge to just give up everything I had for somebody else, you know? Yeah, it's like, like I said, for like, anytime somebody t- tells me they're going to Africa, it's like, look, it's probably going to change your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, unless yeah. they just do the safari. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they're going to kill a lion. Well, but they, you'd have to ignore a lot of shit along the I way. Know, know. You know what I mean? Right. Or just be completely dead inside. Well, actually, did you know about... So, like, people always have, are up in arms about, like, when people go overseas to, like, kill a lion or a rhino or some shit like that. But they don't ever talk about the other side of the story. Like, so what you know... They, what, wow. Well, so they, they have to pay, like, an absorbent amount of money to kill the animal. And when they kill the animal... They, they usually can't take it home because when they kill the animal, they have to give it to a village mm. and it feeds them. And that's the part that like like the media doesn't ever talk about. Mm. And that, that's kind of fucked up. So the, it's actually advantageous to uh, poor villages to have hunters come over there and hunt uh, rare game because first of all, they get paid and second of all, they get a meal out it's of it. It's a terrible system though because you're still making an animal extinct. Well, not all of them are extinct though. Like lions aren't going to go extinct, Right. Um, and I guess, well, obviously rhinos are, rhinos are, you can't hunt an endangered rhino in Africa right now. Right. Obviously there's poachers and the funny thing is, well, it's not funny, but, um, there's actually, uh, hunters in Africa that hunt poachers. So if you're in Africa, they will shoot you on sight. Yeah. I think that's a complicated issue, but. It is complicated. What's a fucked up issue? Because. Give those villagers money and, and lab grown meat. They'll be okay. 
Well, but this is the only way, like right now. This is the only way they can like I know. get money, you know. So because nobody nobody gives a shit. Somebody would have to run the numbers though and see how many villagers were actually fed off of one line. Oh, you can feed a lot of people off yeah. one line. Yeah, it's a lot of meat, man. <laughs> yeah, it's or, or any like if you if you kill uh, an elephant, that's a lot of meat. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, elephant's definitely a lot of meat. But the, I think the the problem is though is that here in America we we anthrop- anthropomorphize. Um, any other animal besides like a, a chicken, a pig, and a fucking cow. You know what I mean? Like we all, because we watch The Lion King, we're all like, oh, lions mm-hmm. are this magical creature. No, lions are fucking assholes and they will eat you and they eat the fucking villagers. You know what I mean? Like there's like a lot of lions that are, that are killed every year because they terrorize villages. And nobody talks about that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're predators. They're, they're, they will eat a person if mm-hmm. given the chance. Sure. I get that. I don't really have a particular stance on that. Um... It would be nice though to see an event where people are hunted. People, I'm pretty sure there's. Well, this definitely happened. Yeah, it's definitely happened. Oh, I'm sure that (laughs) happens somewhere. Yeah, well, I can see that happening in Eastern Europe a lot more often. It happens in wars all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People (laughs) get hunted all the fucking time. Somebody needs to put Trump in his underwear. He wouldn't go far. No, he wouldn't. No, I I doubt that guy can even fucking run. He can barely think. (laughs) I honestly think at this point. I'm pretty sure the guy has some kind of degenerative uh, brain disease, because he, you don't uh, think part of that is the act. No, 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 no. He's no. like clearly fucked in the head, huh? Yeah, because like the other day when there was the California shooting, he tweeted about uh, the same day about uh, the Texas shooting, but it's like uh, that was like months ago. Like, did you mean the California shooting? Like, like for real? Like, and he's had a, a bunch of other like really like. What the fuck tweet? That's true. Actually, I did see a series of interviews of him over the years, and it re- I realized, like, wow, he used to be a lot more sharp. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. When he was young, yeah. He just seemed like a normal asshole, you know? Or just a normal businessman that was kind of an asshole. You couldn't tell, maybe, but... He, he was actually held in pretty high esteem up until he was I mean. president, yeah. Uh, yeah, even up till then, yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, but you could see that, yeah, his... He must have some sort of problem. Maybe well, the Russians poisoned him. Yeah, I mean, you can tell by the way he talks. Like his yeah. his um his vocabulary has definitely Decreased. diminished. Yeah, and he doesn't seem like he ever gets to the point of anything. No, no, like because like the way he speaks is just like it's a really weird way of speaking. Like he tries to like well, a lot of it's also from the NLP community, right? The what? Uh, neuro linguistic programming. It's like the shit that so NLP is like. A, a branch of psychology where you're influencing the way people act and respond to you based off um, little psychological triggers that you plant. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, Tony Robbins is, like, hated amongst a lot of circles because he came from that community and then he took a lot of those techniques into, mm-hmm. you know, turning into this empire. But it's... it's uh, So Trump apparently came out of that school as well. So a but lot yeah, the way he speaks is awful. Yeah, but you should watch this video, Nerd Writer One, that he does a breakdown of the way Trump talks, mm-hmm. and and some of it is definitely designed. Although I do agree, I think he's also suffering from some sort of like degenerative mental capacity. But a lot of the stuff he does is by design. It's using words with one syllable often because like it's easier for people to understand that. <laughs> That's really um, bad. Constantly. Oh yeah, no, he's helping, he's talking to the, the dumbness of America, but, you know, he's constantly repeating certain things. He'll, yeah, the repeating. He is... has a, but he does it in a certain way where he structures it so that the repeating leads to it 
confuses you from the actual original topic. Yeah. And then it leads you to where he wants to go, which is like Mexicans bad, me build wall or something like yeah. that. You know? So I don't know. You should check it out though. It's a video by Nerd Writer One. You ever checked out his videos? No, no. Dude, you will love this guy. So this guy makes awesome video essays about everything. Mostly movies, entertainment, pop culture, some politics, but He's, he's a thoughtful dude, and he just basically breaks... He's made a whole career on YouTube of breaking down concepts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he does a great job on on uh, on Trump because he does break down. So you should look it up, though. Like, even there was a podcast with Tim Ferriss and... Tim Ferriss is a good dude. Yeah, Scott Adams, the guy that made Dilbert. Yeah. He yeah. mentioned that, too, uh, that he studied Trump, and he thinks a lot of the stuff that he does is part of that whole NLP kind of thing. And it's like... Uh, you know, purposely trying to brainwash people is what it is. It's just, uh, to me, it's, uh, maybe, I don't know. I don't want to like toot my own horn. Maybe it's because I'm fucking smart. But the way he speaks seems like so fucking stupid. Yeah, you know? it is. And it's like, it seems like, I don't know. It's just the words that he uses, the way he repeats himself. I'm just like, dude, I can see right fucking through you. You're just bullshitting, you know? Yeah, but it's like people say he's dumb like a fox, right? Like, he may seem really dumb to you, but... He's still the president somehow. And you can't just say it's all the people around him because he's still co- clearly, like, had a game plan to get there, you know? I don't I don't know. I, don't, I think he got here and he's just like, I don't know what to fucking do now. I think he's honestly, I've said it from There's the beginning. That too. I think he's trying I to get fucking that, fired. I, <laughs> I wouldn't be against that either. I saw that from the very first day when he got, uh, after he got elected or when he got, you know, when the vote came out. Because he definitely... Did not have the swagger of any of the past presidents. No. Where they're like, yeah, I'm, he I did happy. it. He yeah. was definitely like the very first day after he had this dumbstruck look on his face. Like he's shaking Obama's hand like this, you know? Yeah. Was, you just see the look on his face where he's going like, oh shit, oh shit, I'm president, I'm president. But I think it settled in where he's like, oh wait, I'm president. You know, like he's, I could actually abuse this power now, you know? Well, the fucked up part is that this is what I said um, even when president, so I, I voted for President Bush. Bush twice. I don't give a shit what everybody says. Uh, well, I was I'm not that old. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, you're right. I was okay. I was in elementary right. school. We're in elementary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, was yeah. it? A, I'm pretty sure it was elementary. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember distinctly. I was like in elementary when. Yeah. When he won. Yeah. The, I, I voted for the second Bush twice, mm-hmm. and uh, shit, I forgot my goddamn point. Oh, because we were talking about Trump, how he became president, he's abusing the power. Yeah. Okay. So when. Uh, <laughs> When H.W. Uh, Bush was president. Uh, I voted for him twice, but I was still like, he was using his executive power kind of a lot. Oh, and I yeah. was like, <laughs> okay, can we uh, can we stop doing that? Right. And then President Obama became president, and he did it even more. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was telling people that, and it was like, well, the other guy did it. And I was like, well, he... And they were like, well, it's well within his power. I'm like, look, you, you stupid fucks. Yeah. He's giving the next guy All more right. power. Right. And I said it when President Bush was in power. I was like... He was so far to the right that it's the pendulum is going to swing more to the left. And then once it comes back, it's going to go more to the right. And eventually, you're going to give all this power that they keep accumulating to a, to a fucking moron. Or that's somebody that, that's going to abuse that power. And that's what we're seeing now. Except we're, the great thing about uh, President Trump is that he is so inept that he, he doesn't understand how that power works. <laughs> so he doesn't understand that like how to actually use... His executive orders effectively. I mean, I think he's just everything he's doing is just to make more money. It doesn't really have to do with. Uh, no, it's not even making money. Like you don't make money off of uh, like uh, reversing the rule to have transgenders in the military. There's no money to be made there. 
But that's not about money. That's about just well, that's what smoke I'm saying. screens. But you that, said it was about money, though. It is, though. Yeah. No, the overall strategy is about money because if you look at the other things he's doing, like dismantling tons of laws and regulations that basically are safeguards against like extreme capitalism. But see, well, so the thing stuff that... like the military, immigration, all that stuff is just distractions against the real policy changes that are going to make him rich. No, but even those, they're, he's thinking too small time. He's thinking about how to make money the traditional American businessman way. He's not thinking about how to make money off of the government. Yeah, he is. No, yeah, he's, he's not. He owns uh, part of... Uh, I mean, there's just so many kickbacks he got just from Russia. No, no, no. <laughs> Let me break it down for you. The, 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 the way he become way more wealthy is not through these tit-for-tat little bullshit EPA things and fucking Russia and all that stuff. The way that you make money is through the military. And you do it through That's DOD just contract. One way. No, 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 no. But that one way can make you a tr- fucking trillionaire. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, like for instance, somebody like Dick Cheney or yeah, look how much uh, money he Bush. has. Yeah, but their <laughs> yeah, but their infrastructure was already tied to the military. They already had businesses in the military complex. Trump is based off real estate. Yeah, but he can still do that using the like he can definitely invest in those places and then. Do I don't know, wants. man. I wouldn't underestimate him. I think he's making a shit ton of money. I think all those well, no, he, laws he, that are getting He lost money this year. <laughs> no, I guarantee you, dude. There's all the embezzling that's going on. And even like how uh, Putin supp- supposedly uh, offered Trump a certain percentage of one of his oil companies. Mm-hmm. And then like literally like the same week after Trump was elected, that percentage like mysteriously the ownership got transferred to offshore accounts you know <laughs> there's like a lot of stuff i guarantee you he's making money i mean what are you whether you know well, no. how, how much money he can make that's not i don't really well care, that's what i'm saying i mean he's, he's definitely he's probably i mean he's gonna make money but the thing is though is that if you really want to make money it's not through the means that he's doing only i can only say this because i used to be a, a military contractor and i know how much money they get paid and it's it's obscene amounts of money when i say obscene it's like i think i said it before in this podcast one person me, my contract when I was in the, when I was a contractor, they paid one point five million dollars for me for a year. Yeah, and I saw at the time I saw a quarter million. I saw a quarter million dollars, which I was more than happy to take. So somebody out there was making over a mil, like one point two million dollars off of my work. I mean, yeah, I get that. I'm just saying that regardless, all the stuff that he's doing is still for him to make more money somehow. But like I said, he he, he lost money. It's, it's been documented. He lost money this year. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust that. It, he's probably got so much wealth that we don't know about. Like even like for instance, you know, he invests in a lot of real estate in my girl's home country, which is Azerbaijan, hmm. which is one of the most corrupt countries in the world. And uh, he just happens to have a shit ton of money that got invested in real estate there, which gets washed into other things you yeah. know like even for instance uh one of the uh one of the ventures that he was funding was turning around and funding like rebels in like certain other countries wow. and stuff yeah so i'm just saying like you can't ever underestimate an evil person's reach like i'm sure he's making money maybe he hasn't figured out the military formula for him but he's still doing shit to make money you know what I mean? yeah well i'm not <laughs> I, I guess to say i'm not I'm not saying that the guy's not trying to make money. Right. What I'm saying, though, is that he might not 
understand not, how much more money he could be making. And I, I yeah, think that's a good not. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not, because Bush and Cheney clearly knew. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> they came in with a very well-executed game plan. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, when they got into office, they just immediately steamrolled all liberals and everything and just started well, smashing. That's well, I one think thing they, the they, right wing is good at, is when they come in, they really... Well, I think they, they took know. advantage of a national tragedy. Like... Of to the extreme. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that they planned it. I just think that they just took advantage of it. They were just like, well, we got this war. Got to find some... Or we got... We, we had... Somebody attacked us. Let's find they, some enemies. Who do you say they? You don't think they planned it? I don't think that the government planned it because I don't think that they were smart. You don't think it. that there's people powerful enough that they can plan things like that? And it's not the government. It's like above the government? Well, I think that... Terrorists can obviously because terrorists planned it. As far as like the the story goes, terrorists planned it. I don't think that the U.S. government did it because uh, you don't need something like that to attack a country. Like you don't, you didn't need America get attacked to attack Iraq. Yeah, but you do need something like that to start a whole new era, which could lead to things like uh, military rule and an adjustment of. No, not necessarily. Know. I mean, we're doing we're doing it for years before with with no real cause or rhyme or reason, which is kind of funny. Like right now, how we're talking about how the the uh, the Russian government like uh, had tampering with the the U.S. Uh, election, but we did way worse things. Like this, the only thing that the Russians did, as far as I understand, is that they put out a fun, a bunch of fucking fake news for idiots. Well, I'm to sure retweet. they did the worst things too. They just got caught for the. Fake what, news stuff. Well, no, no, no. What we did, we would literally kill people. Like we would kill the heads of like countries and replace them with our puppets. So does other countries, though. Yeah, but the, Russia didn't do it to us. That's what I'm saying. Like what they did was uh, no, nowhere near as bad as what we did to other countries. Like a bunch of other countries. Sure. Um. So yeah, I I don't believe that the U.S. government was involved in uh in the 9/11 attack. That's mm. just my own personal opinion. Because sure. because if, if if when somebody tries to say that they think they did it. But then they're also the same people that talk about how inept they are. You know what I mean? So it's like either they're stupid or they're not. I never thought uh, that Dick Cheney was inept or that cabinet was inept. Well, I'm just for, for me, I'm looking at how effective uh, the wars wars were and the loss of life. And I mean, on on one end, they they sugarcoated it to the American public to make it seem like there wasn't really a war going on, and that's. That was detrimental to our troops. That's the reason why I... That's the main reason why I have PTSD from mm. coming back from Iraq. Is because when you come home to... You come home to from a war zone... And people don't even know what the fuck you did. Yeah. They don't even give a shit. Like, it's everything not like World War II where you come back and everybody's fucking lined up to welcome you back and they're... Yeah. And they were actually helping. Yeah. Like, they, nope. they understood you went through some shit and it's time to bring you back into the... Yeah. Into the community or something. Like, most people, they don't... They don't... Most people are not getting PTSD... While they're still in country fighting a war, they don't right. exhibit symptoms until they come home. Right. So is this? It's true, man. This is not the same thing, but it's similar to like even just. I can imagine how much worse it would be in the military because even just working on a film set, if you're working on a movie for like a month, and all you're doing is playing make believe all day, yeah. Like when you get out of that, it's a shock getting back into the real world, and you're yeah. like really 
aware at how people make all these like stupid unimportant decisions all day and they drag you into it yeah you know what i mean and then you're just like oh fuck this is a mind fuck you know yeah so i can imagine like you know military obviously is way way worse because you're dealing with like lives and things like that but i'm just saying like i understand that yeah you go into one world you come back into another and it's like you need to adjust somehow yeah and the adjustment (laughs) period is just like it's it's pretty fucked so human kindness though how could we be kind to trump uh, he would have to understand like who he's affecting. Like he lives in a bubble right now. You know what I mean? He doesn't understand. Like he, I think the perfect example was with uh, that's that soldier they got killed in uh in uh, Africa. Like he didn't he didn't remember the guy's fucking name, mm-hmm. and he's lying about it still to this day about what it actually transpired. Even though three fucking different people, com- you know, corroborated mm-hmm. oh actually what he said. Um, but yeah, people don't understand like how they affect people and they need to like we need to like really understand other people and like their walks of life i I mentioned it i mentioned on this podcast but it's like many people in america they live in neighborhoods they don't even know their own fucking neighbors true like i don't know myself included yeah yeah myself actually i only sort of know the guy i only met the guy next to me like a couple times yeah to my left the ones on the right I don't even know the fucking name. I mean, it's dude. to the point where if you knocked on the door to introduce yourself, they would be suspicious. Yes. <laughs> like, if you came over with cookies, they wouldn't eat that shit. Yeah. <laughs> they, I, I'm the same way, too. If some random person came by, I was like, hey, I want to introduce myself. Here's some cookies. I'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, could you eat a couple with me? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like, you just, it's just, yeah. Human kind. But, fuck. I, I think who really needs the kindness is the children, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause, well, cause they're they're the next generation. Exactly. Yeah. They really deserve all the focus of everything, to be honest. Because yeah. we're pretty fucked in a lot of ways. We, we can change though. No, we're gonna change and we're gonna keep changing. But it's also like changing from a uh, faulty set of programming, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not an excuse for ourselves. It's just naturally like each generation needs to get better than the previous. But it's like, you know. Man, if I was learned all this like entrepreneurial stuff and marketing stuff when I was like eighteen or nineteen, I'd be like so balling by now. You oh know yeah, what I mean like even just like not even when I was a kid. Like if I knew all this stuff about podcasting, yeah, like then what I know now, yeah, just I could have it would have been way easier. I could have yeah. we could have blown up. So you know much. what I mean? Yeah. And also like even what I've been learning is that people our age have to constantly remind themselves to stay fresh and to not have an ego about like. The younger generation, you have to acknowledge that the younger generation is advanced in a lot of ways, and you gotta like embrace learning from them as well. You know what I mean? Because that that's a good point. But this is like the weird part for me is that almost every job that I've had, I've been the youngest guy and the the blackest guy, uh, the only black guy. <laughs> Even though you're sixty seven percent. Yeah, Still well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you're the only. Yeah, I'm the only black guy, but I'm I'm always the youngest guy. Like yeah. even like to this like today. I'm a team lead of this team, right? And there are guys that started working at my company before you were born. Before I was born. Fuck. And I'm just like, dude, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I think kids are amazing. You got to learn from It's like, uh, you know, I'm learning marketing stuff, social media stuff. And I realized, like, you know what? I just got to say, fuck it. I'm going to learn from these 14, 15 year olds who have 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers. Like, they got to know stuff, so I'm going to just learn from them. And I realize, especially when it comes to technology-related things, um, you got to respect kids because 
they have the time to do all the testing and experimentation. Yeah. All the YouTube stars who are millionaires now, guess what? They didn't get a book. Like, they just all figured it out yeah. by doing it. So they know more than you because they actually had the luxury of being able to test it with no... Like, if I decided to do some experiments with my business, I might not be able to feed my family, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it makes it... I have to put more thought into, like, what I'm going to do that's drastically different than what I do now. Yeah, but a kid could just fucking fly all over the place and try a hundred different things, and then eventually be like Elon Musk, you know. So that dude's a gangster, dude. He is a super gangster. I was like, man, he's. I love like, have have I? Do you know about his like the way they plan Tesla Motors? Mm, just a little. So uh, he wasn't. Most people don't know this, but he actually wasn't there. He didn't create Tesla. Right. He came on board. Right. Yeah. And so when he came on board, though, they came up with this plan on uh, how to basically. Let me just. I guess I'll just explain it. So their their plan to get big was their first car, which is the Tesla Roadster, which is a badass car. Right. They oh they paid for everyone through the generation before, right? Yes. Yeah. So what they did was they, they made the Tesla Roadster, which is the Tesla Roadster, which is expensive. And now that paid for the development of the, the next, next car, one. which is the Model S. Yeah. But their whole thing that they wanted to do was they eventually wanted to make a car for the masses. I know. And so the development of the Model S, uh, they made the, the car next, and then yeah. the Model S paid for the Model X. Yeah. And then once they made the Model X, which was more, a little bit more expensive, that's what made the development for the, the Model 3. Mm-hmm. And if I don't know if you guys knew this, but... Their models fell out six. Oh. Yeah, it's the S. The three. It's supposed to be the E. Yeah. But they couldn't get the thing for the E because the E, the model E, I guess, was still owned by Ford. <laughs> but it's supposed to spell out sex. So that's pretty I funny. I can see that. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I think that's brilliant. I mean, obviously, Elon Musk is ahead of the game. He, he definitely thinks in a way that is just like, he's clearly a genius as well as just ballsy as fuck. Well, he made electric cars cool. Because before that, electric cars were fucking bullshit. Yeah. No, he did everything the right way because he did it from a branding psychological standpoint. Yeah. Um, I just worry for him, though, because he's... Is is he still with that fucking sorceress, Amber Heard? Oh, I don't know. He's with Amber Heard? I didn't know that. Holy shit. I got a little worried about that. Yeah. Well, he's still, you know, he's still got a good plan. And he's actually making strides on uh, battery battery technology, which I've, I've said for, like, the longest time. Once we figure out battery technology... It's going to be a huge leap forward in humankind. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple things that once we solve it, it's going to change a lot for humanity is food, energy, um, and our own psychology slash biology, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Once you figure those things out, we're going to be pretty good. Yeah. Like when I move, I'm going to go like, I'm going solar for like a lot of the shit. Like it depending on what kind of like, uh, I keep saying like, I got to stop doing that. Depending on where, how many bedrooms I get in the, the house that I'm going to move into. If it's four, it'll be, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Just joking. <laughs> uh, if it's four, it'll be like the same studio setup. But if it's a three bedroom, I'm going to take a, a shipping container and put it in my backyard. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to put solar panels on top. Yeah. And then that's solar gonna... is like the fast, one of the fastest growing industries right now. Oh, yeah, because it's the fucking future. Yeah. Like it's, and, and even now, like the way that we're doing solar, it's, so it's still inefficient. Yeah, but it's still better than, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Um, by the way, quick side note: How I just thought just popped in my head. How long and what would it take for me to be able to beat you in a jujitsu match? At least four years. And you'd have to be injured in some way. Uh, at least four years. <laughs> Got it. 
remember I told you earlier, like I can roll with one hand. Right. I could beat you like right now with one hand. Right. Yeah. I believe it. And that's, I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just um, like I could beat a child with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would, it would take you four years of training in the media for me to stop training while you're training for those. Right. Players. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 Okay. Got it. Oh, uh, this because there's shit that I know how to do that you have no idea like what I'm even gonna fucking do. Mm-hmm. Even guys that have been training for, um, even four years, even now, I there's still shit that I know how to do that they're not gonna know how to do. Right, right, right. And but there's also guys that have been training for you know two years that are really good. Unless like, I have a skill set that you don't have. Oh yeah, like gently whispering sweet nothings in your <laughs> to disarm you. It's all, I'm laser focused when I roll, man. <laughs> I got so, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Understood. Actually, no, I'm not. I, I just tested you. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, there, there's there's guys that that can beat. This is the the crazy thing about uh, jujitsu is that there's there's guys that I know that can beat me. They beat me on a regular basis, and um, it's gonna happen not forever, but maybe. Like there's a, a younger Asian guy that I roll with all the time. His name is uh, Andrew, mm-hmm. and. He's just better than me. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. And I, I've had to accept that. But the thing is, though, is that he's he's more than 10 years younger than me. But I feel like I should still be able to beat him. But I just haven't figured it out yet. I mean, I, I submit him every now and again. But well, he mainly gets me. trained equal time? Uh, well, he trains more now. We didn't. You, I used to train more than him. But now he's basically doing... Because he, he wanted to be a doctor. But he's, what about how long you guys have been training? We've been training for a... About the same time, but he okay. trains way more than me now. Got it. So his mat time. So he upped his game fine. on that. Yes. Yeah. And so he has he has better technique than me. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Of course. I mean, you can't. That's actually a huge form of uh, uh, human misery is just comparative fucking psychology. You don't want to constantly judge yourself against what other people are doing. Yeah. You gotta you gotta really base your ego off of your own gains you know well yeah th- that's true and th- like the, but the weird part is with, with him is that he's, he's a younger guy and there's certain techniques that i do that he doesn't know mm-hmm. but just the way that he implements his game i can't use them on him but when i do like he'll he'll ask me questions and for advice in jiu-jitsu yeah. you know what i mean it's yeah. like i love that you know yeah, like yeah. somebody that he knows that that he can beat me right. but there's still things that i know how to do yeah. that he wants advice on yeah that's I think that goes right back to what I was saying is just be open to learning from anybody and not have an ego about learning. You know, I think that's one of the things they say about people who are actually really successful is they actually do change their mind a lot. Yeah. It's just, they just got to have the right information, but there it's not the changing of their mind. That is a problem at all. It's just, you got to give them the right information for them to make a different decision. You know? Yeah. I've said this for like the longest time. Given new information, I always reserve the right to change my yeah, opinion. Totally. You know what I mean? Everybody should, but in That's this kind of right... mob mentality though, is they want you to say yes. something 10 years ago and you can't change your mind 10 years later, it's which is like, so fucking dumb. It's, it's like you used to believe in the fucking in Santa Claus, right? <laughs> right. You know, now, right. It's right. like, that's why I have a problem with like when they talk about politicians flip flopping. It's like you probably yeah, right. should change your opinion if you can't. They should be flip flopping. Yeah, but they're gonna have a good reason. Yes. Every time. <laughs> like if you have the same opinion that you had when you were like twenty years old, right. something's probably, probably fucking wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, I think this is probably a good. Pretty day. good. Yeah, we're approaching uh, three hours now. Nice. So That's we're we're, we're pulling an official like Joe Rogan style podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but without the marijuana. Yeah, well, we had drinks though. Yeah. So he drinks every now and again on his podcast. Um, anything else you want to go out with? Uh, I want to say that I, I appreciate you um, 
changing your schedule for me. Uh, I, I know things have been kind of crazy for me as usual, but anyways, no excuse, but I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, Flexible, you know. I do want to say that to me, you are still blacker than black, no matter what percentage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you're part white. Yeah, yeah. Or that's, that's yeah. really what what you need is an Asian guy uh, co-signing your blackness. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but you're strange. you're a super Asian now, yeah. apparently. So yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm a yeah exactly. I'm a magic person apparently. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, kindness. I I uh, I would love for. The next podcast, maybe we can get like a special guest into. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, you we know, should bring a white person in, dude. White people ask me all the fucking time to come to this podcast, and I'm we like, should bring a panel of white people. Yeah, it's like talk because not just one white person out there. I, I've had a few, but it, the thing that's weird to me, it's like, look, I mean, this is called it's called black and yellow, yeah, and we talk about you know some minority issues, but I don't necessarily think that, um. I don't know how to put this in a in a good way, but it's like we're not both of us are not like I'm not like Afrocentric, you know what I mean? No, we're inclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, though, it's like I want to have this podcast between me and you. But I'm open to have other people on. But it's just like, oh, well, you should have a white opinion. It's like I'm not interested in a white opinion. No, I was thinking more like we can pick on them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we could like do what people do to black people. Like, oh, you're a black person in the room. Let me ask you questions to rep- answer on behalf of all black people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it could be fun to ask somebody on. But I'm I just, just joking. Or we could do a phone segment. I'm just saying, maybe let's fuck around and add another element to. There's been plenty of people that have already asked, so yeah. um, we can easily get that one done. So we could do phone bombing, you know. Yeah, we call people. Actually, did I tell you about the one time where we were doing a live podcast and somebody called in drunk? <laughs> Dude, it was pretty funny. It was like yeah. a guy. He's, he's from a comic news. His name is Kevin. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, he got pissed about something that we said about some comic books. And he was already called drunk. Into fucking- yeah. And so he was like, I'm going to call in. And he's just yeah. like, all right, fuck it. So he was That's all. Funny. I think it was during the drunk cast or something like that. So we were all kind of drunk anyway. So I wanted to do a segment called Phone Bombing where we don't warn them ahead of time. Yeah. And we just call them like, hey, you're on record line for a podcast. You know, our friends. We'll call we could friends. do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then we could ask them like I could call like a hot Asian girl and be like, we need to ask you questions. And we could still make it a black and yellow thing. But we could like just start opening it up for getting other opinions on issues, you know. Oh, yeah. That, that'd be really cool. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I'd be down to do that. Now, now that we've gotten like podcast out of the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm down to do it. But when like, we were like new, I was just like. Got to get know, a certain amount of podcasts in yeah yeah because yeah. i mean it's this is a pretty well received podcast so. is it yeah yeah i mean our numbers are usually pretty good so oh. especially like our first few they were like really good yeah that's true i think uh we should figure that out i think you know what it's just about being more consistent and then also like promoting it more and then just doing interesting stuff um we just gotta have catchy segments for the you know names for them so we could do like the the white guilt survey oh you want me to bust out the uh the soundboard again so we got like funny fucking yeah, like go. radio that'd shit on there yeah that actually could be funny though <laughs> well, i have I a soundboard crack, i just don't yeah. i don't ever use it i like anymore. Don't hear that yeah. um yeah we'll figure it out but anyways I, the fact that we just rolled through three hours really quickly i think we're good well, we went in like deep on like some like childish shit. yeah that wasn't did. planned yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, totally planned. but uh it's good Oh yeah, yeah. This is a good podcast, man. I, yeah. I really appreciate you, uh, you coming out and making time. So I, I know you're busy, man. So, oh, I wish I had even more time for this because it's more fun. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I love podcasting, man. It's like it's like the coolest thing for me to, for me to do besides raising kids. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be like, oh, what about your kids? Are you? oh, and my girlfriend? Sorry, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, I'm about to fuck up the whole my entire world right now. Also better. Yeah, yeah. All right, so with that, uh, Buddy Man and Cronus, we're out of here. He's out. Six of